This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. That's me, that. Hello and welcome to the show. Today is the 21st of October. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday. Just realised that because it's not that day when we're recording it. it. Will be. I should stop saying that, shouldn't I? We should pretend, pretend it is the 21st. Pretend that we are here. Yeah, we're here. It's the 21st. It's Happy birthday to my dad. Halloween. It's already wittering on. 4.30 today, we have Daniel Stisson in the yep. studio, an actor and bodybuilder. Big bodybuilder. <laughs> How about that? It's the clash of the beefcakes in here today, mate. <laughs> Nat's just said that he looks a he bit does. like me. He does, he does a bit. <laughs> he doesn't. I think he does a he bit. Doesn't. Very, isn't he? he looks like me in that we're both upright for the time being. <laughs> then at 5pm we have Kieran, uh, Kieran Dowd in the studio. I don't know where I put Owen there. Because Chris O'Dowd, I think. Yep, that's why but I did not, it. But it's not him. Kieran, o, uh, Kieran Dowd <laughs> is in the studio talking about his tour. Don Rodolfo. I don't know, what what is he? What does he do? Tour, what? What's his tour of? Oh, a funny tour. Comedian? Yes. All right. Should have said the eye roll that I just did. <laughs> then at 5.30, Flo and Joan are in the studio talking about their tour before the, before the screaming starts. And, I'm not and their fucking, Amazon show. I'm not fit for purpose on this show today. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> Ian Boltzmann. traditional falling off the chair hello yep. welcome to the show um do you remember the last time we were in the same <laughs> you're right mate the chair keeps moving no it's not but <laughs> don't say it as if the chair's moving independently of you it did it just wobbled it yeah, you're it. on it yeah i know it's probably me just when you it. get off it it doesn't carry on moving about oh you don't know um do you remember the last time we were in the same room together uh, two a weeks week, ago two weeks ago yeah and i told you i don't know if it's on air or off air but i said to you about what bad mood I was in. I think it was it then was compounded on air. It came on air, yeah. Yeah. Um, so take that. Oh, Christ. Because that was bad. Multiply it mm-hmm. by about five... Five? Okay. I'm going to go thousand. About oh, five thousand? <laughs> yeah. And that's where I'm at today. So, oh, don't no. want to whine. I'm going to try not to whine. I'm going to try okay. not to be whining at wine face because okay. that's not my credit. No. Um, but I'm a, I'm in a fucking stinker. And, and again, other people, again. Uh, yeah, caused by other people. Yeah. So last night I was up till 4 a.m. Mm. I, I was due to be in bed by like half 11. Oh, okay, Obviously, so we're going to get a nice early yeah, night. Yeah, to get up for this today. Because normally you're up late because you're painting an Ewok or something. <laughs> that is true. That is true, right? That is you true. You come in and you go, I'm tired, I've been up till 2.30, yeah. I'm painting a... Yeah, I'm normally up late because I'm painting an Ewok. Right. That's true. I don't think I've ever painted an Ewok. I don't well, think I've even drawn time. an Ewok. Why? They're cute, aren't they? Relatively. It's not really my thing. Okay. I've done a lot of art recently. Yeah. Um, I've sold quite a lot as well. Oh, I do nice. all right on my art. Okay. I'd mm. quite like to just do that. Just paint. I don't really paint. Sketch. Yeah, mainly sort of ink drawings. Oh, nice. Mainly okay. is what I do. Do you want a biro? No, I've got these really posh pens. Okay. Um, that are like about 15 quid a pack. What sort of pen? And I got, some, I got some cheap the other day because hmm. they were on half price offer, so I bought two lots. You've got loads of them. You used that, I remember, a fountain pen. I have and got a fountain pen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, I don't bring my fountain pen. That fountain pen that I used to have when I brought in here has gone. That's long gone. Oh. And then I bought a really expensive fountain pen. 
Um, I think it was 130 quid or something. I paid for Don't it. take it out. Well, I did once. Oh. I've not told you this. Don't think I lost so. it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I was God. in Cumbria and I went down to Annadale Lake. Yep. And it was in my inside pocket and it transpired that the jacket that I had at that point, I've still got the jacket, but I very rarely wear it now because of this reason. It's one, you know, the one that had the red down the sides, yeah. black with the red yeah, down yeah. the sides. The inside pocket had a hole at the bottom that was part oh, of the design. No. Oh, so things could fall out of your pocket. It's so weird. It was like sewn into it, this hole. And I think it might, maybe it was for headphones or something, whatever it was for. Uh, but it was at the bottom of the pocket. So I'm at Annadale Lake in Cumbria. Beautiful place to go to. Really love it. Went there as a kid, a locks. My auntie lived very near there. And I went back there and had a bit of a wistful afternoon. And um, as is my want when I visit places such as this, mm. um, I just basically take loads of stuff from there yeah. and put it in my garden. So I was collecting big logs. Okay, <laughs> right? yeah, as you do. Big logs and big stones. There's a lot of big stones down there. I was like, I'm going to take some of these stones and have them in my garden. I'm going to take some of these logs and use them as garden borders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, at the same time, it's like, I've got a bit of my childhood from you know, somewhere I used to be yeah. in my house now where I live. So it was like, you know, I'm like that. I'm You're allowed of, to do that. This was a discussion on the day. Mm. It was not really a part ranger. But I think it is probably under, like, mm. what they call it? National, national Trust? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know it's National Trust, but it's probably protected in some way. Okay. So I'm not actually sure you are allowed to do that. Oh, dear. But I've not noticed any tweets saying Ennerdale looks different. <laughs> yeah, <I guess laughs> it's it out, yeah. yeah, people going, just go down to Ennerdale. It's a bit bare, isn't it? Where, <laughs> where's everything gone? It's water now. Yeah. So, um, so I did that. I filled up the boot with all that sort of stuff. And um, when I got back to where I was staying, I was like, I definitely had my pen because I was going to do some writing when I was down mm. there. And it's not in that pocket. It's not in that pocket. And I was like, has that fallen out of my jacket when I've been doing that? And I drove back to Annadale. And it's like genuine needle in a haystack stuff. And I got quite emotional because I was like, I'd only had it like a few weeks. And I was mm. like, I've spent so much on it. And I was going to look after it. And I was only taking it because I thought that would be a nice thing to write with in this beautiful scenic place and all that sort of stuff. Really upset. Mm. And I started thinking about my granddad and my mm. auntie and all that. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. You know, this is a place that means so much yeah. to me. And I'm walking along the path. And genuinely from about 30 foot... I just saw it on the path. Oh, wow. Right in the middle of the path. And there's like hikers and stuff going through there all the time. So it could have been covered over with leaves or anything? Not so much that, but I thought someone would have picked that up. That was I, true, I, yeah. I thought, you know, that would be like, they'd have seen it on the floor and picked it up. Yeah. Um, and it was just there. And so this is a good hour and a half after I'd lost it. Oh. And I'd totally given up on finding it. I'd walked for maybe half a mile before I found it, just staring at the ground, just like scanning the ground as I mm. walked really, really slowly. And then I got like proper tears, floodgates opened mm. at that. When I found it, Aww. really did. And you still have it? I do, yes. But it's in yeah. your house. And I, I, binned it. I binned it when I got back. <laughs> <laughs> I lost something. Just snapped it in half now when I picked it up. You're like, I've got it. I lost something recently that has no. Well, it's what well, has really upset me. I lost my iPod. I thought you were going to say virginity. No, fingers crossed. You lost your it. iPod, did you? Yeah, I'm really sad about it. How did you lose it? I don't know. I had. I, I, I touch wood. I was actually weirdly thinking I never lose stuff. Like, Do you know where you last had it? When, did you it take it out It was in my pocket of my coat and I feel oh, like right. someone or it fell out or some. Or I don't Someone's had it away. Yeah. yeah. But interestingly, like, I had the headphones still there and, and I was like, oh God, this actually really upset me. Earphones, I should say. <laughs> did you put the earphones in and just wait? <laughs> just like, this isn't right. There's like nothing. it will come. If I put them in, it will come. I mean, I have investigated. I have managed to find it's not as good another one on eBay, but they're so expensive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there isn't really, as we've talked before on the show, an equivalent of them. Yeah. 
and people think put it in your phone like, the phone takes about two songs and it can't take any more in the data what memory what fucking thing. phone have you got iPhone but it doesn't take a lot I have about 5,000 songs on my iPod right and I've got so, 64 gig on mine. Right. Yeah, I think mine is. And it's, on, it's all right for just for, so, for stuff on the move. So okay, if you, you yeah, know, if I'm just driving or whatever. But I do miss having that yeah. entire music. Like I still got my my uh, iPod, but I don't use it at all. Wow. The screen's fucked, and you know you can't really you see it, it very fixed, well. Though, I think. You can get them. No idea. I consider it but there's so much on my iPod as well that I've just not got anywhere else like all the original Ray Peacock podcasts are definitely oh, okay. on there I don't have them anywhere else and then on your iTunes no I ain't got them no well my iTunes is like there's barely anything on my iTunes so how do you sync up then your, your iPod without getting With through great iTunes diff- I don't yeah, sync up difficult. my iPod okay my iPod I've not plugged in for probably 10 years okay your iPhone then my iPhone I've recently transferred to my Mac to my um, laptop yeah right my MacBook um, from my desktop and it was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life yeah because it's supposed to it opens up iTunes whenever you plug a phone in Christ but it was doing it. that thing you know when you plug an iPhone in yeah. to a Mac yeah, yeah. and it does a thing where it goes boop and then vibrates a bit and disconnects then goes oh, boop that's what and vibrates. Uh, yes my iPod was doing that for a while it, was, it sort of it goes in I tried six wires on it right because that's when you research was I going to all the show how yeah. what if it, they go it's obviously a problem either with the wire if it's not a legit one if you just buy one from wherever which so I've tried several times when I had that and then restart it put it into disc mode da, da, da. I will How put forward it? that it's got nothing to do with the wire. It's got nothing to do with the device, either device. It's got to do with the fact that iPhone have just brought a new fucking iPhone out. Yeah. That's what I would put it down to personally. Right, okay. However, eventually I got it settled down. It took ages. Yeah. And I've managed to, you know, just transfer everything onto my Mac now. But I've not, I've hardly got any songs on my phone at the moment. Okay, I don't... That. I just don't like it. It just doesn't hold enough. I don't want to have just have the option of twenty songs. I like yep. to have a good five thousand to choose from at any one time. Have you thought of like using like Spotify or? It's what's not the, the same, Amazon is one? it? You got to make. Then I have to like. I've already got playlists created on my iPod, so yeah. I can just go to it any time. It would take again. It would take ages to go back to Spotify. You got to pay I, for it. I as agree, well. and I think there's a there is a shift and a mood of people going. I want everything physical again now. Yeah, or, I like you know, that. that sort of thing. However. I do. I have a friend who has Alexa, and I do enjoy going. Alexa, play Ghostbusters score. Okay, yeah, you can comes do that, on. can't you? You can't really do that on the tube, though, can you? Alexa, play. You can do it. Nothing would happen, but you can. <laughs> 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 It'd be quite funny to that just, would actually just be sit on the tube going, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play me some Chemical Brothers. Alexa, activate this bomb. No, well, God, can you imagine if someone said that? Say that. And then if, like, it's if, the band, the bomb. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> you <laughs> Stop <idiots>. screaming. <laughs> You're not meant to run between carriages when it's moving. Get up. Yeah. I don't think they can create an Alexa like that. I'll never want to be doing it. It'll just be people shouting, like, mobile Alexa, portable Alexa. I don't know, maybe. Well, there's, there's Wi-Fi on the tube, generally speaking, isn't there? You can't just have everyone in the morning. under your nose. Why? Yeah. Go on. Hmm. I don't know what the Wi-Fi is like. I've, I've occasionally sent WhatsApps. You have to get it, and you have to be ready for it. In the station. In, and then some of them doesn't stay, but by the time it gets onto it, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm moving again. So you have to have whatever you want prepared to send as soon as you get there. How long there. are your messages, though? Well, not that long, Even but... tweets. In long tweets. No, no, Funny no. things about Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, so, so that is all my account is. It's just hilarious little things about Trump. <laughs> I'm a bit fed up with that, mate. Oh, can I tell you, though? I watched yes. a very good... Uh, it's sort of relating to Trump, um, right. called The Loudest Voice. It was a Russell, Russell Crowe's in it. Okay. And it's about uh, Roger Ailes, who ran Fox News for, uh, well, 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know about that. Before he got um, pushed out because of the sexual harassment... Mm-hmm. Uh, charges and claims against him very yeah. good only anything seven episodes Russell Crowe's excellent in it Sienna Miller's very good in it Naomi Watts is in it um, quite shocking what happened at Fox News yeah 
I hope you've watched this that I'm going to say to you. Mm. Have you watched I Love You Now Die? No, but I want to. It That's sounds a great. Shame, so I would like it? to have discussed it with you. What is it? I'll tell you about it after. Okay. A song. Put a song on. It's um, it's quite heavily about suicide though. Oh, okay. And right. You meant to flag that up. Okay. So I mean, there's a there's a clue in the title, but well, no, it doesn't matter. That actually suicide. doesn't mean that, does it? No. Could have been a rom com. Get back to it. Could be a rom com. Oh, I was doing something else. Nat was yep. doing something I was else. Doing, we're all doing something else in here. I've just got a. a tweet that says that my latest Patreon post because it's a podcast isn't working oh no do you mind if I just reply to this tweet yeah sure if you want to you do a bit of gassing like, the, like you um, sometimes do you've seen the Joker yes okay have you you had a tweet about it Malice in Wonderland what? I think now is when Ian's pre-record starts Ian that's correct um, have you seen that the Joker movie <laughs> is trying to upstage you in PRS favourites for Gary Glitter hang on a I, second we'll talk, I want to talk about it because I don't know if I want to see it or not um, okay why because I don't love Todd Phillips's films. Okay. He's the director, and I, I'm and I'm also I'm not familiar with his films. A hangover. I'm not seen it, so I, I avoided that. Well, he doesn't do the... comedy anymore now because it's a two. Have you read that ridiculous oh, yeah, thing? That he thing. said it's a. Yeah. You can't joke about anything anymore. Hence why I've moved to drama and do the film called The Joker. And Joaquin right. Phoenix. Is he a comedian? Is that what he is? I think no. I don't know his background actually. Oh, we did. Um, Starsky and Hutch remake as well with Didn't Owen Wilson. Didn't Joaquin Phoenix, Zilla. as I recall, have a spate of time where he went on talk shows being very odd? He was, was a hip hop star. Was that what it was? But it was and, from and a documentary. Yeah, that that's what it transpired, yeah, but that wasn't did, known at the time. Nobody knew when he went on. I think it was Letterman that he went on saying, Yeah, I'm leaving the film industry behind. That's right, yeah. And it was the Casey Affleck. Uh, so that was him? Yeah. I, I don't know. He's very intense. Well, that's interesting, I think. There's parallels with that in okay. the Joker film. But I, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it for no one. I've got no issue at all. I mean, I saw that there was a bit of a fuss in the fucking hideous tabloid paper that always writes hideous tabloid shit um, about the Gary Glitter, the involvement, uh, the use of Gary Glitter music. What you have to remember, here's the thing you have to remember. First off, in the USA, they are oblivious... <laughs> So they, he's not a to big any name issue. there, right? No, not yep. at all. Yep. Not at all. Somebody on that soundtrack would have gone through multiple. Nah, there no, are, there, there are, it, it's been in loads of things since, oh, since Gary Glitter was convicted. Loads of things. It, it's um, rock and roll part two, whatever it's called. Dun, 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 oh dun, yeah, dun, that didn't one. that wasn't that used? Um, I'll play for, it in a bit. A, <laughs> <laughs> we've had more than enough Gary Glitter on this no, show. No, but here's the thing. So, so right. So they go. I saw in the paper saying, oh, he's going to make 35 grand from this film. Now, I don't know how they've extrapolated that, oh. but if that's what it's going to make, that's that what it's going to make. Yeah, I don't know how much he can buy in the fucking tuck shop at the prison with 35 grand. I don't know what <laughs> what use is it to him. Isn't it? It's no use to him I at all. I he is actually in prison now. Is he going to die in jail? It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Give him a million quid if you want. It doesn't matter. He can't, can't touch it. It's not all he can't touch. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? That's what's so. So I think creating a storm about that yeah. is like this is just bullshit. And it's like that song exists. That song is used very well in that film, by the okay. way. That's one of the things I'll say as a plus about the Joker film. That that song is used very well. It's a great song for that that sort of thing that it's trying to do in that film. Okay. It's probably the perfect song. That's how it's ended up on there. I think most superhero films. I know Joker's not a superhero film, but at its core, it is. It's to do with you know the superhero universe. I think most superhero films in their choices of soundtrack are very middle of the road. So that they mm. go very the very obvious things that they will use within soundtracks. So you very rarely get independent things or you get things that people don't really know very yeah. well. It's normally very straight-laced yeah, songs that every fucking knows Middle of the road kind already. of rock sort of band totally doing that. a big big song for totally the, the so, Apart from Kick-Ass, that didn't, did it? No, Kick-Ass didn't. And, yeah. and to its credit as well, and that worked far better mm. with it, you know, within those movies that they had a, um, you know, a, a relatively unknown 
soundtrack, generally mm-hmm. speaking, or they, or they were covers of things and all that sort of stuff. But I do feel that the, the fuss about that with Gary Glitter is just fucking nonsense. I, I mean, is it not, though? I, it, I, if it, it was a matter. British film, then do you think it would be like, what the hell but it don't matter. is it Gary Glitter? What does it matter? Then? How many times have I played Gary Glitter on the radio and made jokes about many, PRS? Too many. But it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. it's like paying PRS. You've got to pay someone PRS. You do pay PRS if you use a song yeah. that someone's created and has the PRS right over. If he's got the rights over that song, which he has, and PRS is a thing, which it is and should be, then that's just the way the system works. So it's not right. like you, you can't go, you know. There's not. So do you think people are outraged with because of the fact, not so much that it's in the film, but it's that he's making money. So would it, so it would have been still but, bad if there was someone doing yeah, a cover yeah, version but, of it, Yeah, but what right? does that mean? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Use it, but like, don't let him make I'm any... equally appalled that I give Richard Branson money every week when I come down here. You know what I mean? I'm equally appalled about that. Mm. Of, you know, people that you're like, they don't deserve my fucking cash, or they don't, you know, I don't want to fund their life in any way, shape, or form. So... Everywhere you put money, it's going somewhere. Your tax is going on fucking bombs. Be be outraged about that. Mm. It's like, fuck Gary Glitter, he's in jail. He can't do nothing without money. He can't, no. And if he mm. gives it away, then he gives it away to someone that isn't a paedophile, we presume. <laughs> we hope. Well, I don't know I who he hangs so. out with. I don't but, know. you know, it's like, so what? Haven't they used <laughs> um, some of his songs at the sort of, uh, political rallies and things in America? Okay. They, they keep don't accidentally know. using, like, oh, shouldn't be using that artist now. They just don't know, <laughs> do they? Well, that argument went across Michael Jackson, didn't it, as well? You know, yeah. when that sort of was white hot for a while, posthumously, you know, obviously before he died, it was white hot at certain times. But then posthumously, there's that documentary and stuff, and then radios were deleting it off the systems Can't and all that sort anymore, of business. Yeah. Well, that seems to have been reassessed now as well when there's been certain. Certain parties believe it, certain parties well, yeah, don't. Yeah, there's, there's blah, been blah, 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 blah. more uh, people sort of in the public eye, perhaps, that have been vocally coming forward and saying, I'm not sure that I believe this. As many yeah. as there are saying that I do believe it, yeah. that well, I think perhaps with other artists, there haven't been that level of people. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's just like, what can you do? It's just the system, you know, it's, it's just the way it works. And if someone's created something, they do get PRS for it, they just do. Yeah. So you can either just not play it at all, which is fine, could, and that's absolutely. Is there fine. another song they could have used? As, yeah, al- as in almost the film? certainly. But but the point of the matter is that they haven't used that song deliberately to give a paedophile money. No, I don't think that was. The <laughs> that's intent, not why they've it? done it. You know what so, I mean? So it's a good film, though. Would you say worth watching? I'm I'm of the opinion at the moment, and I'm of the 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 stance. That I'm slagging off nothing because I've got a film coming out in January. Oh, yeah, brilliant films. <laughs> All brilliant films. I'm slagging nothing. Okay, fine. I know how difficult it is to make a film. Reviews, yeah. It's had very mixed reviews, actually, Joker. Okay. Very split. And, uh, I, and I was very split on it. I was like, I it, it didn't convince me. I thought it was masquerading as something that it actually wasn't when you actually broke it down. So the reviews that I've read are people saying it's fantastic, give him all the Oscars, and then other people saying it's, uh, with mental health issues within it, it's trivialising it. Well, I mean, you know what? a I'll million and it. one films that do that, isn't I'll there? So it it's, again, that is can be objectionable that you've got someone with a mental health disorder that's either created or that's not specified what it is, yeah. and it's alluded. You know, that same issue that I had with... Um, what was the the curious incident? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Which was that it didn't stipulate what it was. It was quite clear that it was Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the writer refused to confirm that it was Asperger's and all that. And the way that it was presented on on the night that I saw it was played for laughs. Right. And, you know, I had huge issues with that because I was with someone who had Asperger's at the time in, yeah. in that theatre who got very very upset by it, and you know, was very upset by the reaction of the audience in there. Um, because they were laughing, and she felt laughed at. She felt like she was being laughed at. Mm. So, um, 
yeah, the mental health aspects of Jersey. I, I don't know. I just wasn't. I, I I just felt that it thought it was deeper than it was. Okay. And I thought it was predictable. I thought it was. Um, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. In, in terms of when I was watching it, I wasn't surprised by anything at all. Like my brother had said to me that when he went to see it, um, the cinema was silent for the last half hour. It was really uncomfortable. And the whole film was really uncomfortable. So I was kind of set for that. And my other friend, my friend Laura, said. Um, and now you sometimes get when a film is very bleak, and when you get, you know, when there's no um, resolution, as it were, to, to the bleakness, and sometimes that really upsets me. So I was sort of set for that as well. And I sat through that movie, like, emotionless. I was like, this has had no effect on me whatsoever. Not shocked, not surprised. And no one sat in silence at the end. And people couldn't fucking wait. People get in the coats when it was clearly just oh, about okay. to end. So it was. People generally yeah. noisy during films. It's like everyone's quiet. It's good. It's better. So don't talk in the no, cinema. No, no, but he meant they were like stunned. Oh, he, okay, he, fine. He, he meant you could hear a pin drop in that cinema for the last half hour, and then when it ended, he, he said nobody got up. That's what he said. Oh, just sat there. <laughs> so everyone just sat there, kind of how I did at the end of Midsummer. I was like, no, Fuck I really, me. I really want to see that. That's the film that I do. I did think this Saturday Night Live, uh, <coughs> David Harbour, uh, where it was Sesame Street, about the Joker, the little. I don't know Joker. anything about any of that. Um, David Harbour is an actor that was in the last Hellboy. But okay. He's also probably better known. Have you now. seen that? No, because I really like the uh, one with Ron Coleman, and I don't same. think it will be as good. But he's also in Stranger Things. Okay. Again, something that I've only seen one series of. But I've seen four episodes of Stranger Things. Yeah, it wasn't for me either. Um, I don't think I was in the mood. Me neither, for the whole first series, apparently. Yeah, so uh, yeah. but then, um, yeah, he did a little a little spoof on it. It was actually quite good, I thought. It was quite funny, nicely okay. shot. But it was set on Sesame Street, and he was being called Oscar the Grouch and sitting in the bin. Got you. Okay. It's kind of good. I saw, um, and it really made me laugh, uh, that Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman had done a short film which was clips of the Joker laughing in the film dubbed with Pee Wee Herman laughing <laughs> and it was genuinely really funny it was about like 30 seconds long but it was very very funny okay, I would like just him walking along going <laughs> <laughs> so does he I can't remember the, I remember the Jack Nicholson Joker mm-hmm. which was good I don't remember him having a big laugh though yeah, he laughed quite a lot. Heath Ledger, did he? He was another yeah, one. Yeah, fair bit. Oh, okay, fair nice. bit. I mean, that's a thing of the Joker. The weird thing about the Joker is what I think, and it's one of the things that I felt when I came out of that movie, is I think the Joker is is actually really quite easy to play mm. as a character, and people get great plaudits for playing that character and great condemnation when it's not accepted. Mm. You know, that their portrayal of that character. But I, not dissimilar to Frankenfurter, I suppose. It's, yeah. I actually think at its core, it's kind of easy to play. It's a pretty root one thing. And I think people get a bit carried away with this idea of like, oh, it was so gritty. Oh, it was so, it really scratched the surface. It really went under the skin of it. It's like the comics have done that for years. Yeah. But I think everyone thinks of either Nicholson or thinks of... He's Ledger now, isn't it? Well, Ledger as well, yeah. Who, who was the first mainstream portrayal of the Joker beyond the comics mm-hmm. that made it all a bit fucking weirder and a bit more damaged whereas before he was just very manic and laughing and stuff damaged in that way but you know it was more darker more internal portrayal what mm-hmm. he'd alleged it um, but that's not a new thing and I think it's still seen as a new thing yeah. but it's, there's been comics in Batman like that for years where the Joker's been like that where mm-hmm. the Joker's you know had a cut up face and you know has been just a fucked very damaged individual. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. I mean, Freddie Krueger would have been a good Joker. <laughs> Freddie Krueger would have been a good Joker. Are you, are you going with that statement? <laughs> Something in the way he looks. He's all cut up, isn't he? Do you mean Ro- oh, for, so Freddie Krueger. So Robert England as Freddie Krueger, or just Freddie Krueger the character? 
Probably the character would Freddy be. Freddy Krueger I don't think would Robert England. I don't know why we bother having these discussions. <laughs> I I muse on it and consider stuff and sort of try and articulate what I feel Look about it. Looks, and then though. you just suddenly pipe up with Freddy Krueger would have been a good joker. Put a song on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking that Robert England yeah. as Freddy Krueger, but not with the dodgy parts of Freddy Krueger. Right. Could have been it's a good paedophile, joker. Another, yeah, another paedophile. People forget that about Freddy. When Fancy they, giving money to them. They go out to Halloween dressed up as Freddy Krueger. He dressed as a paedophile. Like, what's happening here? Um, we've got off from this TV show that you're telling me to watch. Well, I don't know if we can even talk about it because I'd like to. I'd like you to have seen it before we oh, spoke about it. Really, can you but, remind me and I'll watch it by the next time well, you come in. Well, I tell you the gist of it first yeah. of all? I'll give you the teaser for it. Yeah, remind me what it's called again. Um, it's called "I Love You Now Die." I believe okay. it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's a documentary, it's a two-part documentary. It's on Sky Crime, mm-hmm. I think, which is a mm-hmm. new channel, or it's a oh, rebranded okay. channel. I think it's on Now TV. Do we think? No idea. Hopefully, don't know how that works, but. Um, but yeah, Sky Crime is a, a newly branded channel. I think it was the Crime Network or something. Maybe, maybe it's that channel. I don't know. Um, but they've got some decent documentaries on there at the moment. You know, and pretty high end stuff as well. I had a mm-hmm. few problems with "I Love You Now Die," if that's what it's called. In fact, um, I didn't like the opening credits. I thought they were really inappropriate. Okay. Um, but uh, it's a documentary about a girl who met a guy very recently. It's in the last couple of years. A girl met a guy online. Um, he was very troubled clearly they kind of fell in love online they didn't met each other a couple of times he was already at the time that they met um although he hid it for a short while but then he, but he was already one of these people who had, had decided to die so you know it was like that was their raison d'etre they were like you know mm-hmm. i am gonna do it one day it's gonna happen you know and, and sort of lived their life according to that right, which okay. is a very upsetting development i think in in recent times i, I do genuinely think it's a recent development that i, I, I stand corrected if People could tell me otherwise, but um, and I think it's a yeah, and I, that's an unsettling lifestyle that seems to be now an allowable way of being, without being any treatment. You know, mm-hmm. that's my feeling on that. Um, and I think uh, this entire story, I think, very much feeds into that thing that I've said to you many times about the idea of fetishizing mental health and the idea of it becoming quote-unquote kind of cool mm-hmm. to be mentally unwell and all that sort of thing and, and I felt this story fed into that quite dramatically even though I would say that both participants of the main participants were severely mentally ill okay. you know, were very very unwell people um, so this girl meets this guy online and uh, they fall in love and they chat all the time they're texting all the time and he eventually reveals this thing about that he wants to die and he's suicidal and then that becomes part of their romance that becomes part of what they talk about all the time and the rest of it and she takes the stance of being supportive of it okay so she ultimately um, encourages him to do it because she believes that that's what he wants, that will be his freedom from this life and all that sort of stuff. So she, as her perception of it would be, as someone that loves him and all this sort of business, wants to actually encourage him to get what he wants as his goal. Like somebody supporting a comedian that they're living with to get on live at the Apollo or whatever, you right. know, but, but in a very warped way, yes. right? Um, ultimately, the guy did it. So the guy um, killed himself and... Uh, and from all the, the whole thing hinges on that he backed out of it at one point, and she told him to to, to continue. So with he, he was oh, it wow. was carbon monoxide poisoning. He was in a truck, um, you know, with a hose and all that. No, it wasn't a hose. It was a machine thing that he had that gave carbon monoxide, and he got out. What's how is the proof of that? Well, this is all on the right. Well, oh, the, this okay. is the, this is what's supremely interesting about this case is most of this obviously not phone calls but most of this they have a record of they've got a transcript of because it was all on text oh okay so they've got all the oh, text wow. so he texts her saying I don't want to do this well he called her apparently so he he called her 
And he didn't say he didn't want to do it. He just said he was scared because he, he thought it was working. And she said, get back in the fucking truck. Right? Now, they know she said that because she told other people she'd said that. So that's what she told what her. What was their reaction? He's saying, like, actually, I don't want to do this. And she's going, no, no. No, he said he didn't say, I don't want to do it. I'm, said, scared, said, I'm scared of doing it. I'm scared of doing it. So which these, is thing, different. these things are ultimately very important. It's actually very true, isn't it? it? The wording, yeah. yeah. It's not, I don't want to do um, it. So she subsequently, you know, post mortem after he died, she told other people that she'd said, I could have saved him. And I said, get back in the fucking truck and all this sort of thing. So that was used as evidence within the case. So obviously, I'm not going to say what happens in the case and that, because it is set up to sort of find out what happened to her and what you know what the findings were and what the argument was about right. whether she was, so she was charged with involuntary manslaughter and there was an argument that that wasn't recognized by american law that you know whilst what she did was deplorable in the eye of the law we can't prosecute yeah. this what can we do so it's all about that about the shifting sands of how they dealt with this very difficult case in the court it's really really so, good so she knew the date and the time and exactly where and how and all of that kind of stuff that he was she would do text it. him of a morning saying you're going to do it today right like, do you know, it, it was like that. It was like that. But there's a lot more to this okay, story. Right, like, there's there's, there's how, a lot how more. How many to episodes? It. Two. And how long are they? An, An hour. hour. Fine, I can yeah. do that. I can do that. Um, and it's. Uh, uh, I, I felt there were, there were moral questions over it, certainly mm. about it being entertainment, I guess. But it was also incredibly interesting, and it was also I. I started watching it with the thought of. When it set out its stall, I was like, I can't see what could possibly happen in this, where I would be like no she should be in jail okay like, I, like I, I couldn't imagine where she should possible... she should be in jail no where she, she shouldn't where, where she shouldn't. shouldn't be in jail I right. couldn't imagine a possible scenario within that story where what she did could be in, in any way excused at all mm-hmm. um, but well no I'm not I'm not, I'm not spoiling no, no, it but, okay, but that's fine. that was my take on it I was adamant did, did she not have any friends so, so she know you're mentioning I've got watch this it. new boyfriend and if he says he's going to kill himself that's all very relevant within, okay. the show, within the show I said but you know the story yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth watching because it's, okay. it's an incredibly interesting conversation well, it sounds good I've already got 400 questions but we should get our first guest alright let's do that then. let's pop, pop a song on now Yo, I'm happy to be in the South to set off my tour in the countryside. That has made me wish to hear the original getting, of The Gambler. We're getting the original. Sorry, you're on a different mic, aren't you? Getting, yes. Nat's move to make way uh, for Daniel. How do I say your surname? Stizen? Stizen? Stizen. You can say it whatever, whatever you want. How do you say <laughs> yeah. it? To be honest, I say it two different ways. I say Stizen. Right. And Stizen. So it depends where I am, Can to be I just honest. say that I have never seen someone when I've asked them how to pronounce their name look <laughs> baffled, like, oh, I don't, I've never thought about that. No, I don't use it. No, I'm, I just don't care too much about it. People can right, call okay. me whatever they want. Where, are you from? where does that originate from, that name? Um, it's a Norwegian. Okay. Norwegian-Danish, oh. I think, because... You can find that name in Norway, Denmark, and United States. So right, okay. I guess it's... And where are you from? I'm Norwegian. You're Norwegian yeah. We used to have a Norwegian person working on the show, Trolls. Oh, Trolls did, didn't they? He played the tuba, Trolls. And he used to say Norwegian as <laughs> he well. Did, yeah. Yeah. He, like did play, he did play the tuba. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was fucking yeah. right, right. So, yeah. so you can call me Stiesen if you want. That's no, okay. the way you would say it in Norway. I might just call you Daniel. Yeah, whatever. It's probably the quickest you way. You said Danny when you came in, didn't you? You, you did said, say you Danny. Said, Danny. I saw that. Yeah, Danny. Danny, Dan, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't mind what you're called, do you? Not really. You're, you're very low maintenance, Daniel. <laughs> I like that. Um, you'd have liked Trolls, by the way. Trolls, mm. who was from, he was Norwegian, and he was fucking massive. Mm. He was a big hulking man, and he played the tuba, and he made the tuba look like a trumpet mm. because he was so big. Mm. And the tuba was obviously huge, and he made it look really small when he played it. But he was, uh, I liked him, Troll. We've got, listen, this is Trolls. 
we st- when he left the uh, station, we started ringing him to ask him the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was at, he was back in Norway. Oh, wasn't Norway, he? yeah. And this is what he did. The time with Trolls. That that's not him, that's is him it? in the background. Yeah, because then we had to ring him to ask him for the time. Yeah. Didn't we? But that was him playing the tuba then. Um, so what we're talking about? It's sort of battle of the beefcakes. This because obviously. We're both we both got a bit of long hair going on. Both bearded men. You look similar, I think. Both very muscly men. Yeah. M- maybe some family. Yeah. Back in the days, maybe. you know, there was a lot of Vikings coming over here. So who knows? We've got a know? Viking thing going on. And what I should tell yeah. you, by the way, off the record, um, is that Natalie has <laughs> um, rather a strong what? fetish for the v- v- Vikings. <laughs> Sure, let's go with that. I've not remembered. Uh, I remember there was a, a bloke came in here that was in a program called Vikings, oh, and you perhaps got to peel not, you off the chair. I think he was the lead of Vikings. Well, whatever Clive he was, Standen, you were still yeah. over there nice falling to pieces about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That, that so was a while ago. The, the guy that was playing Ragnar, he went to the same acting school as I did in oh. Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he just got his part when I was studying there. Yeah. Where did you go? Where did you go in LA? Ivana Chubbuck Studio. Okay. That's well known, right? It's, she's the number one Very well on the planet at the moment. Yeah. She's like, you remember Lee Strasberg and all these yep. guys in the 50s? Yep. She is the evolution of those guys. She Do, is. Does she take their teachings and expand on them? Is it, is it a natural evolution? Yeah, or does yeah, she yeah, yes. Her, um, she took um, part of this legends and then yeah. she just develop it so she have her own system is based on those yeah systems you know and it's similar but but she's so good at teaching people she know how to grab something take it out of you right use your emotions and trigger them to drive your character so she can she trained brad pitt and Halle Berry. i like it uh, she's been training a lot of the big stars right. in the, mm. from the nineties, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, I remember when we studied there, you know, she can just if you're on the stage, she's good, mm. and she start working on you. She take you from good to amazing. Yeah, it's when you sit like this, wow. And so you obviously subscribe to that because I I always had a difficult thing with that because I went to drama school in, in yeah. the UK and I I was trained as an actor. But I always had... So Strasbourg's a, a method of teaching. Uh, the Stanislavski and the Brecht, which completely turned it all on its head and was about demonstration of character yeah. rather than actually being consumed by a character. But anything, you know, any techniques of acting and stuff, I think I came to the conclusion where I was like, oh, I saw bollocks this, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think I was like, it's just all like... Because a lot of it was to do with relaxation, a lot of it was to do with your mental state. It wasn't to do with the actual ability. It was to do with get, getting the correct mental state yeah. in order to, be, to then... What I notice is, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Because it made me understand what I'm doing. Mm. But what you do in acting school or in acting studio, and what you do on a on a feature film when everything is a rush and it's like, okay, let's move on, bam, 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 bam. It's yeah. like you don't have time to prepare those things. You cannot meet your scene partners because your scene partner is. It's not going to meet you before you're on set, yeah. on starting shooting, you know, all these things. So, yes, there's a lot of things you can take from it, mm. but 
you really need to, to you need to find your way at the same time. Yeah. Like you can use it as a base for things. Well, it becomes ultimately muscle memory, doesn't it? It becomes the thing where you're like, when action's yeah. shouted, you're there and you're ready because you've done it and because you know how to get into that space. I do. I would concede, by the way, that as I've got older... I think I've, there's been a degree of reassessment of that where, where I've actually gone, or I've learned as I've got older, far too late for anything plausible in my own career, but I've learned as I've got older that it's all part and parcel of hard work. So it's part and parcel of prep and it's part and parcel of being, uh, you know, not just turning up and, you know, there's very few people that can turn up and do anything, you know, th- in, in any profession that can just do it. So it's part and parcel of the prep of you as a performer and the prep of you as. And you age. The older right. you get, the more. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, you know, well, the more life experience you have, because it's almost about life experience as well, you know. Yeah. How to understand a human behavior, you know. You don't, even if you do all this study in your 20s or go to psychology studies, when you get older, you just understand yourself and other human in a much deeper degree, you know. Yeah. Because of life experience, and that's something you can bring into the package. So, Age make you better, but isn't it annoying that with that comes the ravages of time that like then yeah. then mean you can't play the parts. You, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I could rock up now at the you RSC play and go Harry Potter, you know. Yeah, but well, not well, not that. I wasn't thinking that. But I can't rock up at the RSC now and go. I am ready to play Hamlet. <laughs> I am yeah, ready yeah. now, and they'll go. Fuck, have you thought of Claudius, mate? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like no, no. But I am now ready. I am now in the right. But there are oh, roles, yeah. there are amazing roles that, that do, like I've said before, Waiting for God is my favourite play of all time. And, and it's, um, I'm now getting to, even though I've been in it previously, I am now getting towards the age where I would be the correct age to be in that play yeah. or nearer to the you know, correct age. I was playing it at like 19 when, you yeah. know, and they're two old tramps, you know. But there's also a thing with acting you need to think about. I had the like- tramp thing down really well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Trump. He's the no Trump. Yeah, Trump. Trump. Oh, wow. Trump. Trump. <laughs> no, Trump. Not Trump. Trump. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, no, but, but how I see it, I'm, I did my all my bodybuilding thing in my twenties, so I'm right. in my thirties now. So you know, but well, do you have all these roles where you around twenty, sixteen to twenty, like mm. Harry Potter type of yeah, roles, yeah. you know? And you need, in you when you get into your late 30s 40s you go into a different kind of roles like Dwayne Johnson type of roles you know he's like the strong father strong guy that tried to save the world or whatever you know or the dad you know so it's it's a different at least for us guys you know it's even more easy because even if we start a little bit later you have a good time from 35 to 55 you know yeah and if you succeed by 55 you continue until you're a corpse you know so, oh that's helpful to me so, so, so um, but it's also changing for girls because before it was like in your 20s and then you're done yeah but now there's much there's more opportunities when you get older and, as well and there was because an, it's changing now. yeah and there was an awful lot of um, people I guess of my age or your age in films with partners at, you know in the film yeah who were like significantly younger than them, which happens in, in life, but it was like, it doesn't happen all the time. You know, it's not she's like. He's 21 and he's 55. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot of that was going on, wasn't yeah. it? And that's, I think that's sort of, it's kind of unarguable that that was going on, really. Yeah. And, and, and other than, you know, a, a select few who managed to transcend time in terms of like people like Angelica Houston or someone like mm-hmm. that, you know, people who, 
Even Goldie Hawn for a time seemed to be like, oh, she's going to be fine. And Helen Mirren, because she's playing Catherine the Great at the moment. I think yeah. she's 75, yeah. obviously, the but, character's but that's what a bit but it's, but it's a select few. Yeah. It is a oh, select yeah, yeah. few. It's not, Street, but obviously. I think they maybe well, open up some doors, you know? Yeah. So for the next generation, and also now that everything is changing, you have more focus on those things. I think um, actresses that's in their 20s, 30s now, will be able to, to do the same thing as guys in yeah. the next 10, 20 years. Because thing is changed. You have the thing with um, black and Asian and white and all this thing, you know, and now we have the the gender thing, you know. So so I think everything will change gradually. Right. Not overnight, but more and more, you know. And yeah. I think some of the, those old amazing ladies would have opened the doors for, for the future and the next generation, hopefully. Can you play the tuba? No. No. <laughs> Can you play any instrument? Because I've got some toy ones next I... <laughs> Clackers? I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Don't humour it. Don't even humour it. No, anything. I don't I, mean, I haven't got a piano. I, I, I used... I could play guitar <laughs> and it. basic on piano but I cannot do anything anymore. So Same as me. Yeah. I'm, I can basically, I can play basic guitar and basic piano. Because when we studied music in uh, in high school, mm. my teacher, he was a former rock uh, rock guy, so he had his own music studio. So he okay. took all, the, all, all his students for two months and teach them how to play instruments. And then we have our own little class Eurovision for right, all the classes, okay. you know, in the end of the year where you put together a band and you had to play but there's like I was 14 like know, a Norwegian so, yeah. school of rock yeah 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 this is a, yeah yeah why did you can I ask you I'm a genuine question this because I'm always intrigued by this why did you do bodybuilding why I did it yeah because not how not when why <laughs> because my dad he owned a gym back right. in this small village Mandal in, in Norway and when I grew up he was training and was competing he took me to competitions and I was looking on all these big guys and was looking up to him as well you know as was he was, built, he was like yeah, 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 he was big yeah, you know yeah. he, he was like national champion or something mm-hmm. and then age I think it was around seven he showed me a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger right. Franco Colombo yeah. Lou Ferrigno you know yeah. on Venice Beach and that changed everything for me because I was like, oh, I want to be like this guy. Why, though? I'm, I'm really interested in that. Why? Why did that appeal? Because I've heard that story quite a lot, you know, and it's, and it's normally Schwarzenegger, occasionally Ferrigno, and it's yeah. like, you know, it, it's normally Schwarzenegger. And, and, of, and then, of course, Stallone with Rocky, you, yeah. know, you know, but I think it's primitive. I think, you know, like, is, like yeah. we... We advanced caveman's. We still caveman's, but a little bit more advanced, maybe. Right. Uh, thanks to technology. Yeah. Um, and in as a caveman, you know, you you want to be big, strong, and I, I think from a young age you look up to these kind of things. Right. Okay. You want to be strong. You want to be fast. You know, and and guys with big muscle is like this the symbol of this yeah you know why Why do we watch Superman no it's it's, it's because it's like it's like this and this is the closest you can get to Superman in real life yeah yeah, you know so so I think it's something primitive with it but at least of course with me it was a little bit because of my dad and he showed me all these things and he was building and all my his friends was 
powerlifters, bodybuilders, strongmen, you know, so for me it was very natural. I was like, if someone didn't lift 200 kilo in bench, I didn't see them as proper men. You really? Know? <laughs> yeah, because- I mean, Kev, like, like, she will jump on you at some stage. This is- <laughs> All oh, this machismo, she's going to, like, I can see it going, <laughs> see her eyes going. Yeah, but you know, if, if someone lived 200 kilo in, in a gym, everyone turned around and like, wow. Yeah. I was like, that's natural. They did that they, to they, me last, night. I did it last night and they did it to me in the gym. They looked all to me when I lifted it. Although I did 400 kilos when I did How it. How much is 200 kilos? What's that the size of? <sighs> I don't know. Dog? It's probably me and One him your combined. <laughs> it's like me and him yeah. combined, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Well, the same height if you put your two on top of each other. I don't think it matters how, how you... Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it matters how you put us together. I think it'll, it'll still be the same weight. That's a lot. But you see, because I did, I did at a very early age, I was lifting weight and stuff, and I was doing all that sort of business. But mine was directed because I was playing rugby. I was, cause I was, so it was sport-related, yeah. you know. And I'm still kind of very... Like, I joke about it a lot, but I'm still really muscly. It's just really, really well hidden. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's deep down, but I, I'm still fucking pretty, you know... I, I genuinely yeah, am. Checking you out. Do you want to feel it? You can feel it. You can feel it. Have a feel. I love. It's normally ladies that get to do this. I have to feel it. Oh yeah. Didn't feel it properly. Deliberately didn't feel it properly. What did you actually think there? No, but I am. No, it's just under that. It's just not. It's I'm untrained. It's just, you know. And, I, and I, well, I don't think I'd do it again. I have no interest in that. But whenever I go on a health kick, my first thought is get on the weights. Yeah. It's, it's never like doing stuff for my heart or, or my you know anything. It's always like build yourself up on the way. so I kind of relate to that idea of, mm. of being strong of feeling fitter when you're strong yeah. as opposed to that I could run a long time which I used to be able to I can't now because the strong is so visual you know the same is if you I can just uh, talk about experience you know when you're in a gym and you lift squats yeah and it's like a lot of people everyone is doing their own thing and you put on a lot of weights and you start moving and screaming the whole gym stops right and you can just you know everyone is turning against you because it's so in loads of weights is like so extreme you know yeah yeah that's a good feeling no I because get you that. know and you can feel the weight is just almost like falling off because it's like the whole bar is moving is something with it is so visual and so primitive that we love love it I, at least I think both like Females and males, but at least we guys like is I think it's very primitive something about right from the caveman I guess. So doing squats gets you a lot of attention essentially. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't lift so heavy anymore. That's what Gaunt's doing. That's what he's doing. Only in the gym. Yeah, that all makes sense now. Outside of the gym, there. I don't do squats outside the gym, but of course. Would you do them in your kitchen and then film it and put it on Twitter? One thing with bodybuilding or strength, you know, is like you carry it with you. So wherever you go, people can see you lift. Yeah, okay. You know, so so it's very visual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if I take this off, you can see I'm lifting, you know. So uh, without telling you. Yeah. So it's something visual. If you can run, even the the guy that want, uh, run a mile under... Oh, the, uh, the marathon, they run yeah, under yeah. two hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday or two days ago. Mm. If nobody told me, and I saw him, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't yeah. know because you cannot see it on him. But if you have like... The mountain from Game of Thrones, you know, you don't have to tell anyone. Got People it. know this guy lifts heavy weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So, I've, but I've also got the thing. I'm just dead funny as well. What um, <laughs> retribution? Yeah. Um, is that your movie? Have you created that? Is that what's going on? Yeah. With so, um, I s 
did a short movie back in 2016 in East London. Okay. I worked on a lot of films before this, you know, in like in Pinewood and Warner Brothers and different places. So I knew a lot of people in the industry. So I, I decided if I want to do my, I have a lot of goals I'm going to achieve within this. So if I'm going to achieve those, I really have to do things mm. and wait for things. So I, I put together a team of really good people here and we made a cool action short film. Okay. Um, and we released it and it had a good feedback from media and producer companies and different things in the showbiz industry. So from there on, today, we're making a feature film based on this. We have secured the finance. Nice. Um, we have a few big stars that's going to come on board. We negotiate with some. I cannot talk too much about it here because there's something we're going to announce yeah, later on next year. Because I've you told know? you that I don't want to be named yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah, so, so, so we're going to shoot this movie next year. Uh, probably in Romania and oh, Kazakhstan, maybe. Yeah, I meant to say, I need, I need July off. I was going to say, are you okay with that? <laughs> Kazakhstan? All good? Yeah, Romania? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, cool. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan is interesting because they, they still have all this old Soviet. Uh, mm. okay, so right, my right. producing partner, he went with uh, the American delegation to meet a new president. They right. got a new president yep. now and they took them around with American uh, guys. And they showed them like the old Soviet uh, space shuttle uh, factory and all these kind of old things that's still mm. there, you know. Wow. And, and mm. you, you can just use it, and there's no rules. You right. know, it's like, okay, if you want to film here, you just film. You know, it's, it's a different thing. So they have all these amazing places, and it's still cheap. Okay. You know, so that's one of the reasons why we would consider a place like Kazakhstan, and they have tax credits we can yeah, use yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, so I cannot talk too much about the feature film what it's going to be but it's, it's a re revenge story okay. you know, it's, it's basic revenge it's someone that doesn't remember his past someone kill his only loved one and they go after them and they go into like a shelter of criminals okay. punks bikers and and thugs, you know, right. and then it's like, then the battle starts, you know, and fight fight through the whole shit. Okay. So, so it's a proper hardcore action movie. Okay. Uh, and Gain is a di whole different movie, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gain. Um, That's another short, though, at the moment, is that right? Yeah, we, I shot this of pure passion last, no, this year, okay. early this year, here in London. And uh, reason, because it's about bodybuilding, it's about... Uh, extreme side of bodybuilding I love bodybuilding I love fitness it's something good with it but there's also a bad side of it you know like everything you have bad sides of everything so so here is like I was thinking okay I remember when I was doing bodybuilding and I was extreme you know because only thing I cared about was become number one that's it whatever it cost you know doesn't mm. matter I'm gonna achieve it um, until I get, uh, got some injured and I knew I cannot achieve it, my goals, so that's why I moved into films. But uh, I was thinking like, okay, if I can get some of this mindset into a film, because it's very important and it's very current at the moment, because, you know, when I started doing bodybuilding, I did it because of my dad and Arnold and Sly and all these things. But it was an underground thing, you know, in... 
most people didn't go to the gym and the gyms was hardcore you know right and the guys using steroids for example was the proper bodybuilders normal people didn't use today i'm not saying everyone is using but there's lots of people using steroids at mm. least men and young guys and I'm was not that part of your process? So did you, were you, did you use steroids and stuff as part of your process? Well, I've been experimenting with a lot of things in life. Oh. Yeah. But um, also because I train in some of those most hardcore gym, I've mm. seen all sides of it. And I have so many friends that have done different things or died or whatever, heart attacks and, and so on because of things. So I've seen... Yeah. I really seen the good side, and there's so much good with bodybuilding. You some of the bad guys you see in the gym, you think is the worst guy, is maybe the best guy, you know. And then there's other, but there's a lot of guys that just do it the easy way. They don't want to push themselves, and it's just on steroids. Right. And today, because of internet and social media, is so much more current. You know, yeah. you can buy it online. You can buy it from China. Yeah. You, you don't know what you get, and then you read online how to use it, and it's like. That's proper fake news, you know. Mm. So, so you can. Oh, it's, tr- it's tremendously dangerous. Like it's like it's. Yeah. And uh, but I think again, it's like cigarettery, isn't it? People yeah. know that now. They already know, and it doesn't deter because yeah. the need and the desire, and I guess the narcissism, perhaps, that comes into that little bit, yeah. is is you know just all consuming and, and you know as you said earlier on about achieving this perfect look and being number yeah. one. And, and it, that, I, I find that an interesting thing because, as I say, whenever I did stuff like that, I was never ripped like you are. But but mine was all sport led, so mine was so I couldn't have done steroids even if I wanted to. It was never a vanity thing. It was never about how I looked. It was about being stronger, you know, to sort of in game, you know, when I'm when I'm playing the game, yeah. as opposed to like, hey, look at me, everybody. I, I never had that, and I'm, I'm quite clearly now, yeah. I, I still don't have it and never will. But I mean, I cut there recently. I probably did it of I love the process of building and achieving yeah. that's my main thing I love the process of achieving things but you know um, at least uh, so, 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 so the thing with gain is like I just want to put a focus on something that's really current and important with the social media and all this pressure on how you look you know and on guys there's been much more focus on girls mm-hmm. over the years now yeah. it's not too much so, so now we have guys that's 15, 16 years buying steroids online and, and read online how to use it. It can be fake, it could be bad quality and it inject this like extreme doses. So big doses like the pros back in the 80s wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. You know, and you're 15 years old and do the same thing just because you want to be big, fast, get validated and take some nice picture and get likes on Facebook. So that's what gain is about. For me, it was pure passion and I think it's way important uh, and now we're going to go into festivals with it okay. and we'll see what happened and if it's a big success in festival we may make a proper feature film on okay. it maybe maybe shoot if I'm going to do it as a feature I will probably shoot it in Los Angeles or someplace right. you know in America yep. you know well they have Muscle Beach there don't they yeah. a lot of people have been there yeah. no they so, 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 no, so, so, no, so, no I'm not that, well actually you said it does has happened to guys because Jason Momoa uh, Aquaman from Game of Thrones yeah. was you know kind of a big guy uh, works out 
but was recently kind of pictured on the beach looking normal and was having all this dad disgusting like dad bod on the beach oh, right. and he just looked normal completely fine maybe not as muscly because he's not doing a role well let's check out we'll, we'll check out Gain and yeah. Retribution as well we wish you all the best with I could talk to you all day happily but we've got two more guests to get in it's, uh, thank you so much for coming in really appreciate it Daniel okay, thank it's you really so interesting much. chatting to you uh, that was Daniel Stisson yeah is what I'm going to go. You've said anything, then you would have gone yes. Now yes. I've got to go and deal with that sexual eruption. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> At least when I say I'm 24, it's clearly a joke. Um, that was Cano with sexual eruption. Cano. Cano. Look, I'm Norwegian, man. Canoe. Uh, canoe. Yep. <laughs> That's all that I decided straight away. Done. Well done, Kieran. Uh, Kieran Dow Jones is now in the studio. We're going to be talking about Don Rodolfo. Oh yeah. Do you know about it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've we can rumors. talk about something else. <laughs> what, what do you like as well as that? Is you play anything? the tuba. I do you, not do you play, play the, the tuba? tuba. No, but I'd have a go if you had one. I haven't got one. I I just, we, we normally ask that the guests bring their own. Ah, uh, <laughs> I didn't get the memo. On the tuba oh, front. Uh, it's because we had an intern. Was he an intern? Uh, yes, Trolls, Trolls, yeah. Intern for we had an intern called Trolls, this fucking massive Norwegian bloke. He was huge. He made the tuba look like it was a tiny, like it was out of a kinder egg. Because <laughs> oh, really? yeah. he was so big. <laughs> He'd have the tuba, which is also massive, because he was massive, he made it look smaller. And was he playing it? He yeah. played the tuba, yeah. There's a video on yeah. YouTube of him it's playing the bonkers. tuba. Is he good? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. No. <laughs> no idea. Hard to tell, isn't it? Got no clue, mate. <laughs> Could have been. It's like bagpipes. Yep. You wouldn't know if, no if they were doing it good. Fair play to him for picking him up and holding him right. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that noise could be bad or good. Got no, no idea. No idea. Um, have we met before? I don't think so. Not properly, anyway. Well, I've, been out of, I've been out of that stuff for so long I, I mean yeah. you've been out of it maybe and I also I'm not really part of it is the It'd weird be that, thing mate. because I, like, I <laughs> neither I, of us are in it no yeah. like, I, would do, I came from sort of doing sketch and also acting and stuff like that and so I didn't come up in the competitions I don't do the circuit very much what was your sketch stuff you did uh, a sketch called Beasts I remember Beasts in Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah yeah I remember Beasts when I was doing Peacock and Gamble Beasts were about then we were probably just starting yeah 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 because was Ed not pals with you Ed Gamble I know him. I wouldn't say he'd call me a pal. I'm, I'm his pal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was pals with you. I remember him mentioning beasts. I yeah, he's come to the, he's come to a few of our shows. He's yeah, been, yeah, he's yeah. Been really he, nice about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was he was far more on it in terms of like who was doing what and all that. So I took no interest in any anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But he was far more on it in terms of oh, these are good or these are like wit tank and all that sort of people. And I, I can remember him saying beasts. Right? I recall that. Well, for definitely lovely to be remembered. Yeah, yeah. As it does finish now. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. No, I mean, we, we haven't done it for I three years. I do know about Peacock and Gamble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done it for three years. I'd be okay. very surprised if we did it anytime soon. And if you're not doing it soon, when are you ever doing it? How many of, the, of you were there? There was three of us. And we did Hey, well, listen to this. Five. Yo. I was in one of the... Well, we always think we were one of the first ones that did three. But the, there were other people doing sketch stuff at that time. It's, this is going back to 99. And I was thinking of a thing called Big and Daft. It's me, Rob Rouse, and John Williams. And we've recently kind of reconvened as friends after 20 odd years yeah, of, yeah. of not chatting you know but not we, we, we didn't well we did fall out but we didn't we weren't not pals me and not rob, irreparably yeah. well me and rob saw each other a fair bit on the circuit anyway but john was completely out he, you know, he stopped doing it so he was completely out of the mix and that and i've recently reconvened i've, I've recently just started working with john again um with with a view to bringing rob into that at some point yeah but not doing what we did before it's it's a writing thing that me and john are doing yeah so it's not, uh, you know, it's, I'm saying no, there's, it's, it's there's, down the line. There's yeah, there's never a, no way back. I mean, I still, I still write with James. We're we're trying to work on a on a radio thing together. Okay. So uh, and then, but Owen's just moved to Norwich and just had a kid, so he's probably dead. That's to sort us. of what John he's did. Dead to That's us. kind of what John did. Just yeah. moved away and had, had children. 
But there's a way back for him. If he ever wants Only because his kids are, are grown up. Wait till his kids grow up and yeah, then, yeah. then you can do it then. But yeah, he can't be twatting about with kids. And stuff. No, no. <laughs> no. Selfish in many ways, I think. Sure. Having it's a family disgusting. is like, isn't it though? It's sort of me? disgusting, yeah. It's like, what you fucking, you're meant to be a fucking arse. It's what you're playing at. Having children and sex. It's not what we do. No. Yeah. Can I ask? I've just seen you just taking your watch off. Is what that some Judah, sort of ritual? What a Judas trick. That is a weird thing, isn't it? Because he took his watch off just before the mic went on. I don't know if that's, okay. a, that's a thing that is a good luck thing. Uh, or? It's not. Look, I do weirdly. So I do voiceovers for okay. uh, for I'm mainly in Ireland uh, for things. And in that, my ritual is everything out of the pockets and everything off my arms. And I don't know why. I do that at the dentist. Okay. Do you? Same thing. I have to take my wallet out of my pocket at the dentist. <laughs> What, in case they put you under and nick it off you? No, I don't know. It's just if, if anything, that would be the safest place for it. Yes, yeah, so I it? would think. Well, oh, well. Um, no, I, I, I think the actual, the mood behind it is actually still the same. Is I think it just frees you up a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. Taking your, I, I get that, taking your watch off. I totally get that. And I, like, I've not got my wallet in my pocket now. Oh, I'm doing the radio. It's in my coat. Got it. Just makes you a bit free. It's like being on stage, isn't it? You wouldn't have your wallet in your pocket on stage. Exactly. I've, no. Yeah. You wear a watch <laughs> she on stage. She doesn't get it. She I don't wear a watch it. on stage, no. Right, got it. Got it. Yeah. How do you know if you've done enough time or not, or not enough? Uh, it's, in trouble for that. I just rehearse it to within an inch of its life. Get it all. Just it's a script, script, really. Smash it. It's not comedy out. And then in, uh, in in previews, I just well because it's a character as well. It's sort of very scripted. There's not a lot of interacting with the audience that's not set. Does that suit you better? Are you happy doing it? I think so. Yeah. Like I don't. Um, you know, have opinions or thoughts of my own. So doing it in a character is sort of is someone much, else writes it. Yeah, yeah. You just rock up. It's yeah. a much safer way of doing it for me. What's the character you do? So, so he's called Don Rodolfo, and he's this kind of 17th century Eponymous. Spanish swordsman, um, Casanova type guy. So he's 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 absolutely he's sort of a disgusting. He's all your worst impulses mm. in a character. And uh, so cool. the the first show was was last year. And he was sort of going on a kind of... It was sort of a little bit based on the Princess Bride kind of thing. This big sort of epic adventure, trying to find the man who killed his father. And that was last year's show. And then this year's show was Padre Rodolfo, where he wanted to leave behind that lifestyle of sex and murder and and all that and become a better man and join the priesthood. And But within that, then, he started working for a kind of a Hellboy-type department of the Vatican that went into sort of, like, exorcism and okay. uh, demon hunting. So you've stretched that idea to an hour twice? Wait for the third, mate. Just Jesus wait for what? the third. <laughs> <laughs> Something that would have been five minutes on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, many, yeah, yeah. You've got an entire... And, like, nominated for stuff and, like, really good reviews. I won, all. mate. I won. Did you win? What did you win? Uh, Edinburgh Comedy Award. With Best. that idea? Can you believe it? I'm fucking furious. I did ten. You should have seen the other nominees. They were disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Did you win the main award? No, no, the newcomer. Did you? Yeah. That's good, though. That's still all right. Lovely. Well Lovely. done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, that's really cool. Um, is it... So I'm, I'm interested in that, though. I'm interested in that idea of um, being locked down on stage. I find that really interesting, you know, because I'm, I'm complete opposite of that. Yeah, even yeah. when I was doing, even the stuff I did with Ed and the stuff we did previously with Big and Daft and all that, which was scripted stuff, I would, the amount of times I looked across at Ed and he was like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. You know, because I was like just going off. I'd like pick a chair up and start doing stuff with a chair. Or, yeah. or I, would, I would always, one of the issues that Ed always had with me, beyond the personal issues, one of the issues he had <laughs> um, in professionally was that when we toured, I would always just bring something on with me. When we first went on stage, just that I found backstage, there was like traffic cones and all that sort of yeah. stuff. 
and I just put it on the front of the stage. Traffic cones go. That's nobody go there. <laughs> And he'd be like, every fucking gig, just bring someone on. But it's kind of funny, but it was, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I could also understand it from someone who was like, do the words. <laughs> we spent ages. We spent yeah. absolutely ages yeah, writing yeah. them. It made it funny, though. I would just yeah, yeah. Write, no, I mean, I would write on stage. Well, it makes it funny I mean, for an audience and also for you in terms of if you're doing it for any amount of time, it makes it more boring. interesting. It's so yeah, boring. so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my show is so boring. Don't bother coming. No, um, but, is it, but is it for you? Some, once you get to no, a certain stage, is I it? Don't, I, don't, I don't find it boring. No, there's enough uh, moments. I have, I sort of, what I have is sort of very strict narrative that I have to get out. Right. And then I have moments of interaction with the audience, moments where I can go off piste. Yeah. Moment and, and, and to be fair, even outside of that, if something happens in the room, yeah, I'm not course, gonna ignore course, it. Yeah. Um and so and I can be playful. I, I in my head I'm not that kind of Adam Rich is kind of just constantly working with the audience go with what's or, there, or yeah. go with what's yeah. there and just run with it. I, I don't see myself as that, but I don't do a bad job of it when I have yeah, to. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think a mix, and I think I, pl- I try to play around, but I, I have spent absolutely ages working on the script, so I do like to get it out. Yeah, no, I get that. Can you play any wind instrument? <laughs> I learned tin whistle as a kid. So you have played one? I have. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to have a go now. Could you make a sound out of a cornet? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. But I mean a proper sound. I don't mean just going hello through it. I mean like, could you make it a proper musical sound out of it? Yeah. Do, do you know what you have yeah, to do with your lips? Do you know how to do it? No, I don't. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I think I would struggle. It's more controlled Give, than what you were doing. Yeah. You were going. It's got to be like that through it. We're sort of complete opposites, aren't we? Like on stage, mm. you're wild, but doing I'm that, not. you're so controlled. Whereas yeah, no, on I'm stage, I'm so controlled. And right now, I, I, I'm just wild. Yeah, in real life, you say in real life, I'm methodical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then on a stage, I'm not going to stay for a long my time. My lips are absolutely wild. Too wild for that. I've just booked. By, by the way, I've just booked two performances. Oh. I can't what? talk about it. Yet. By yourself? I'll tell you about it later. Okay. All right. Yeah. Dreading it. Exciting. I'm fucking dreading it. Not set foot on a stage in two years. Um, so Tim Whistle, that's not difficult though, is it? That's a What's the Tim Whistle? <laughs> the little thin one. It's well, I think it may be traditionally Irish, is it? It's like the know, little thin. Well, you thin tell, and well, you tin. tell us. Don't come over and expect us to know all about your culture. Little plastic top, oh, okay. little metal thing. Recorder. I mean, I, no, it's not a recorder. It's, it's very similar. It's not. No. I mean, it's. It, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not, okay. it's not. It's not but it's it probably in the same way. Did you guys all start off learning the recorder? Yeah, did you? No, I started learning the. Oh, okay. I think that's in school. You you're expected to have a little go on this fellow. Oh, Tim Whistle. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So I guess it, I, I I don't know if it's a predominantly thing in, in England, but recorder would be the the yeah. go to the entry yeah. point one. Yeah. 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 Then the, the, the tr- Protestant the um, or them okay. <laughs> or them things where you blew in it and played it like a piano. Kazoo. What they're called? Not fucking kazoo. What's the one that it had a long tube to it, oh, and it was like a piano, and you blew it. I think she's onto something. No, it's not. Like, you're thinking Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. No, not Vuvuzela. Like, not Vakoda either. It's a v- I know what you mean. It's a shame this isn't live. We could put this out on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, we could do, and we'd go. We're never going to find out. We'll show why, you Google, though. Why, well, Kieran? Yes? Why are you on crutches? Great question. I um, I, so that's it, you see. I can just work with what's in the room. Vakoda. <clears throat> Oh yeah, okay. I said that, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, you did. you yeah. Were, uh, Thanks, the second guys. Now, that is Thank good. you. You came. What I noticed was you came in. You were on crutches, and yeah. I thought when he sits down, when we did the interview, I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah, don't ask him before. Just don't works. don't spoil the good material. Just works in the room. It's such. It's boring. I, I want to make it. Yeah, kicked by a horse. <laughs> we slipped on a pigeon. Um, <laughs> slipped my kick <laughs> and then kicked my horse. <laughs> uh, what well, I I for football. 
Okay, that's a, fine. A big boy fell on I me at football. I had an awful feeling you were going to say skiing and I was going to like literally knock you out. No, no, no. You'd have had to have left at that point if you said skiing, right? So no ski zone here. Oh, no. Never been, never will. Good, okay. I remember being in a bar once with someone and we met someone else who, a really posh bloke who was on crutches. And we asked him about it and we said, what happened? And he, and he went, and he looked at us like it was the stupidest question in the world. went, skiing? Like, it, it, like it, was, it was like, what? What else would it yeah, be? Yeah, what? Which is, <laughs> clearly skiing. Obviously skiing. I don't like it. It's horrible. I don't like the thought of it, actually. Do not. Snow, I do, I like, like snowy stuff. I like Christmas. I like the idea. Is. I like the aesthetic surrounding it. Looks, it, it looks nice. But I, I don't think it's for me. Do you like hills? No. So you don't like, imagine the hill. What do you not like? I don't like hills. I don't what like do heights. Like, no, what, yeah, but what do you not like about them? About a hill? What do you not like about it? Well, Climb, that's a, well, up it, well up yeah, it. well that, yeah, well, that's true. No, it, yeah, but so. I, well, I also don't like going too fast and feeling mm. out of control. Why? So that's another. Uh, it's I don't that. drive. I've never been on a motorbike. I, I got on the back of a guy's moped one time, and he rode off, and I only went about ten feet, and I shat myself. Did he know you were on it? He didn't want me to be on it. Right. I climbed on the back of <laughs> right. it, but he knew I was there. We showing off. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> roller coasters? Been on roller coasters? I've been on roller coasters, but for the first time, I went to I went to Disney World and Universal Studios in Florida two years ago. Right. As a big adult, and hated it. Loved it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, really? I thought I thought I'd be scared, but I I embraced it because my girlfriend wanted to go on all of it, and so okay. I was like, "Well, I'm not going to not go on it." So I went on it and did love it. Were the big ones there, though? Yeah, Hulk. The Hulk one. Hulk. Is, the Hulk one is really good. <laughs> Do you like roller coasters? Ian? I don't know if I've ever asked you that um, before. Well, I've got a, quite a sad story about roller coaster. Really. Oh, not about a roller coaster, about my. No, it's not like. No, it is bad. It's well, it's, it's, it's yeah, horrible like it's for me. Really okay, it's horrible happened? for me. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. I can tell you a genuinely tragic story. I saw I saw someone fall off a roller coaster to their death once. Where? Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh, on a film? Oh, a Blackpool. On the, on the really? Grand National, yeah. A little kid was standing up on the Grand oh, National. Christ. Fell off it. What's the less tragic story? Um, no, it's just, no it's just, it saddens me. I used to like, love roller coasters, like really, really loved them. Yeah. And then I hadn't been on one for maybe two or three years, going back about 10 years ago. And I went to Thorpe Park. Mm. Um, and halfway through the day, I started feeling really ill. I felt very nauseous. And I was like, I think I'm going to go home. And I said to people, I'm, like, I'm just going to go. I feel really bad. And I got in the car onto the M25, and I, was, I remember being a traffic jump on the M25 going, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm going to pass out or something. I felt awful. And then I thought, did I have, get, like, motion sickness or something? Something like that has happened. And then I didn't go on for about a year again. And then I went Black Pleasure Beach with Ed, funny enough. I went there, and we went on some stuff. And then just halfway through the day, I was like, I'm starting to feel ill again. And I think, I think it's to do with my diverticular stuff. Okay. I've got diverticular disease. And I thought, I think it's to do with that, to do with the stomach and your sort of, you know, your core and all that sort of thing. And I think it just upsets that now. Well, mm. Your friend of mine went on, he went to India uh, <laughs> last year and... Um, mine was at Blackpool. <laughs> different, that. Different, different places, <laughs> They're quite different. Yeah. Yeah. quite different. Um, and he went on a boat and the, obviously the boat was rocking and yeah. was knocking. And when he got off the boat, his head didn't get off the boat. Right. So his head was still sort of like, like that. And still is to this day. Wow! And that's, fuck. A, and that's a, th- a thing you can get. And he's sort of still dealing with it. It's slightly better now, but he, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I'm surprised that hasn't happened with more roller coasters. Like a stroke like or something. It's not like that. You could. I think there are. It is. Yeah. I think there are. There are. I think Don't there are three me, things that can happen. One of them is called disembarkment syndrome. Okay. Uh, one of them is you've just gone mad. Right. And mm. one of them is, is maybe that. something like a stroke or something like that. I, I, I don't well, know what the three options are. And the doctor are. went, sorry, nothing can do about that. 
There is nothing you can life. do about it. He he went on. I mean, he went online, which is better than a oh, doctor. That's not a doctor. And uh, and and they just said, yeah, no, there's nothing. People who who have had this thing, they're just like sometimes it goes away in like a couple of weeks. Sometimes it goes away in a couple of hours. Sometimes it never goes away. That's terrifying. Oh. Yeah, online is better than that. That is true. Because you, mean, no, then get, you get then get a second you get opinion. Multiple no, opinions. You get loads of things yeah. you could be. There's loads I know. Of loads there's a load of options be. of things you could have, but maybe for a second opinion, nah. go and see a professional. There's a comedian on the circuit. I'm not gonna say who it is because I'm not sure whether this is public information or not but there was a comedian on the circuit who had a stroke at a very young age and he only found out months later that he'd had a stroke and he now has so in his field of vision he now has when he's looking so there on him at the bottom like sort of bottom left of his eye you know like when you get when you dazzled by a light he's got a that flare forever oh just forever it's just gonna be there did he have it now. before they told him he had that that's why that's why he went to the doctor he went to it because it, he'd it, had it that. didn't go away yeah, yeah. and he found out he'd had a stroke he was dead young, he was like sort of early 30s, I think, when this happened. So scary, what can happen, isn't it? It's terrifying, isn't it? And there's well, you whining about a football injury. What? I so when call it, would you call it whining? I think it was whining. No, you came in here. I you, thought there was a prop. I thought I did come in crying. I did come in here crying. You came in here, you were, you were clearly upset. Yeah. You, were, yeah. you were banging your crutches down. Yeah. Like, and we were like, we've seen them. We, but you yeah. were really banging them Yeah, but nobody was down. mentioning it, so... Because oh. we're of the opinion, and I, uh, forgive me not for speaking to you as well, but I think you'll agree with me. We're of the opinion that if someone's after attention, you just don't give it to them. Yeah, that's the worst thing that you can do. That doesn't work for me. No, you I just know. Just that's that's, 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 that's why off. I do yeah. Edinburgh. Took your watch, yeah. For some what weird, weird reason, thing to took do. your watch off. To come in and go, oh, to, well, is anyone going to ask me about that? <laughs> that weird thing that I did? I'm surprised you're even wearing a shirt. <laughs> Look, not my choice. My PR's with me. She's forcing me. Yeah, and she probably wants you to mention. <laughs> I fucking love it when people bring their PR in. I think you, she... you, you wait when you leave this studio. I'll literally be looking out that window watching you just going, they're going, I didn't, I didn't know that was what it was. I was <laughs> she would want you to mention you're at the Soho Theatre from the 5th to the 9th of November. Well, that's I just imagine. facts. That's just facts. That is just she, would. she would. Yeah. She, would. She, would. she 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 but it's not important that you've seen the last one. I wrote it in a way that it shouldn't matter. Right, so she can't have a go at you now. She can't have a go. At all. She can try. She can slag me off. She can and, try. And trust me. She can have a go at you about trust you. Trust me, they do. <laughs> right? Sometimes they send emails. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Not for a while. You've been all right. You've been have good. Have you not? Not sadly, no. Because I always enjoy reading them. I love upsetting PR people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I've given them probably a house worth of money in my life. I feel like I'm sort of like reared. Get everything back. Um, do you still enjoy it? I do. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I think it's. It's interesting and nice having gone from sketch into something else because it's freshened it up. Yeah. To be just doing it on my own as opposed to uh, to, to the group. So that's brought sort of a fresh life. In terms of enjoying Edinburgh, that's always difficult. Is it okay? How many um, have you done? I've done seven. Okay. Um, so it's getting there now, isn't it? What it's like? It's, come on. Yeah, we we know what this is, and yeah. it's 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 always tough, but it's also good, and it's it's sort of what you have to do. It's kind of it's a, you know. Do you think that's still true? Do you? Still I don't know. People. Some people are saying you know if. I think well, it depends what you want, I guess. It, yeah, that, that is true. If you if you just want to make a show and have an audience for it, it is one of the better places to go. Mm. If you want to get a TV series, I don't know that it is anymore. No, like it's it's certainly not the kind of. Oh, you've now you you achieved that. You can now have this. That I don't think that is true anymore. I think um, 
there are different ways there are people doing things on youtube and social media and podcasting and and all of that that are getting a lot more attention than you will ever get performing mm. to 50 people in a porter cabin yeah um so i think weird thing to want as well i always find it's a weird thing to want yeah so i want a tv show so <laughs> Yeah, well, so it's, it's, it's well yeah, that, that is the other thing about deciding what you want because, I mean, maybe you just want to perform to those people and then in that case, it is a great place to do that yeah. and it's a great place to then, you know, maybe tour it afterwards or um, take it to London. It's a great starting point. What, what I find weird about it is I think it feels like it used to be a place where you could go up and across the month develop a show into the thing you want. Yeah, yeah. But it now feels like a thing, finished. day one, it's got to be finished. Yeah. It's got to be the exact thing it is. Yeah. And there's no allowances made for trying things out or playing around. Which is unfortunate, but I think that's also, uh, that's the crime of the acts. You know, really, ultimately, that's the crime of the ambition that was so prevalent there. Yeah. And so so that's, you know, that I, I, I personally think, as a historically minded person from the amount of time I spent there over the years, that that started in nineteen uh, in the year two thousand is when I think that started, and, and I think the defining moment that was, was the real millennium bug. No, I think it was Ross Noble. I, really? I honestly do. Just Ross Noble out of the blue went to Edinburgh and had posters that were enormous. Mm. Nobody else did at all. He had these fucking huge posters. So all the talk around Edinburgh was like, "We've seen fucking Ross Noble's posters. Yeah. How big these posters are!" Everyone just had like A three ones, tops. Yeah. You know, and they were in the, the right places. These were all over town, you know, Ross's post and that. And, and Ross was on the cusp at that point of being, in fact, he probably had stepped over into being really hot stuff. He, yeah. he was comparing Late and Live. He was the king of Late and Live, and no one surpassed him, I don't think. Kitson obviously was brilliant Late and Live, but, but Ross Noble ruled that room. Yeah. And, um, and it did a lot for him in his career and his standing within the comic, uh, comedy industry. But I genuinely think that was the moment when that poster went up. That fir- <laughs> first poster, that was the lightning that went, right, well, next year... I'm having posters twice as big as that, and I'm having them on the side of taxis as well. Well, then next year, I'm going to buy that billboard down on Cowgate. So, and, and then suddenly it went, fuck me, this is genuinely a competition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's, that's really when it felt like, this is... And the year before, in 99, I'm now wondering whether it was 99 that he did it, but I can recall that when we went for our first Edinburgh, I feel like it was probably the last time it was like it, what you think it should be like. Yeah. It was the last time. There was a genuine camaraderie, you know, I was flying fly room with Miranda Hart. It was me and Miranda were flying down yeah. at Cowgate and stuff. You know what I mean? And Russell Brown was kicking about and all, you know, all that sort of thing. But we were all on the same level and we were all just trying to sell our shows yeah. on our own. And after that, I never felt that again in Edinburgh. I never once felt again. You know, a lot of PR came into it, and there's a lot of people had flyer teams and all that sort of stuff, which I subscribed to later on. But that was the moment that I felt it, this is gone now. All the innocence was lost. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. The game's even, gone. The game's gone. I don't know that even more than that. I just, I just think it's sort of like, oh, that's a that was an interesting thing that happened there. How it all changed. It's interesting. It's it's interesting how that will. I mean, can it continue to be like that? Or like, it, it really felt this year there was a, a, a thought that it can't keep going like this. Was the the, yeah, the accommodation was, was so expensive? Oh, I heard about there that. Some, yeah. There was some weird thing. I mean, not particularly interesting thing, but some weird thing where landlords who would always kick out the students to allow uh, acts to come up and stay in their places at exorbitant prices anyway, uh, were no longer allowed to kick out students. Yeah. And so that meant there was a lot ma- l- less accommodation, and the accommodation that there was was so much more expensive. Just rocketed. And it just meant that normal people couldn't come and visit. Uh, acts were forced to go out and stay in Glasgow and right. commute in. There was just sort of a madness to everything that I think everyone has just gone... 
this can't. And did you? And you felt that on the ground. So you felt that when you were there. Yeah, you? I mean, I mean, it's sort of it's it's difficult for me because I was having having won the award the year before. I wasn't having to deal with the repercussions of all of it. I I had good audiences. Have you heard, <laughs> have you, have you heard it? Have you heard the way that he how how he did that? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. That was quite it wasn't. It wasn't. Was good. It, it, it was wasn't good. that he did do it. It was how he did it that was interesting. Yeah, it was take my watch off, get the crutches. Crutches, no crutches. Talk first, about how watch. everyone's having a bad watch. time, but I was lucky because I I don't know if I mentioned. <laughs> lucky in certain ways. Lucky in certain ways. So so I was so it, it, it the show sold well. I didn't have to worry about that. There are hey. various things that you have to worry about when you're at Edinburgh. Audiences for this year weren't one of those for me. So that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. But um but you could see around you that there is, you know, the the plebs, the scum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all struggling. Yeah, yeah. They're, all dying. Them they're dying. They're dying on their asses. Yeah. While I'm, I'm, while I'm, while I'm the king. Yeah. All uh, these serfs yeah. are struggling. But, but ultimately, and I don't think this gets said enough, Karen, to be honest with you. But I don't mind just saying it. Fuck them. Well, do you know what I mean? Fuck them. Do a better show then. Yeah, yeah. Be, be better at what you do. Do better and win yeah. like me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Be Fucking, a winner. Don't walk. Exactly. Don't walk around Edinburgh whining you're not selling tickets. Have a show people want to see. I think my PR will have a problem with this. No, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having and, uh, me. And best look at the Soho Theatre and stuff. I, I mean, the I don't want to promote it, given that it's probably going to be sold out already anyway. It's, it looks, I, don't, I don't know if you know. If there are tickets left, but they're very much worth getting. It's an excellent show. Ace. Um, I think it's really well for you, man. And thanks, man. to go well doing what you're doing. And just, yeah, fuck Edinburgh. <laughs> Do that. Give me shelter, Mary Clayton. I thought that was cool. Someone did it. You're being ridiculous. It's Hang freezing on. in here. It's I've not freezing. It's not freezing. I've turned it off now so it'll warm up. Sitting in a Paddington coat is ludicrous. It's not a Paddington coat. It is. You look ridiculous. I don't care. I'm cold. That's attention seeking. You've learned from that last guest. Oh, yeah, I did. If you do a bit of attention seeking, you'll get all the attention. It's an <laughs> absolute disgrace. Uh, we're joined now. Now, we're joined by Flo and Joan. But Hello. Are we, oh, am I even am I doing that? Am I doing yeah. that? Am I doing Flo and Joan? Yeah, can we whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do right now. So <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. When, well, when it goes formal, do Flo and Joan, and when it goes informal, what? Your, it's it's always informal. Okay. Like just Rose, honestly, then. it's yeah. informal. Like you'll never have seen before. <laughs> when the pomp and circumstance happens, yeah, there's none of that. Okay, it's there's, very informal. The last guest came in, took his watch off, gave himself a home. Didn't yeah, he? Produ- nice. producers just shoved a coat on, yeah. sits in the corner, having a Just call us a couple of slags, and then we'll just get the show on the road. See, I think you could. I'm not sure I could. That might be where the issue. Are we talking about your tour? Yeah. Um, and your extra fringe shows as well I've got to mention as well don't oh, forget hello. that's what they've been put on there <laughs> extra fringe shows that we need to promote as well um, how are you finding it it's been a bit odd for you hasn't it really in terms of like the way this has all happened it's life yeah, their life generally has been a really odd, odd experience. Bit of a ride. Yeah, it has no, been a little bit. You know bit. what I mean, though? It has been like you couldn't, you kind of couldn't have predicted it. And so, like when you're starting no. out doing stuff, you can't go, "Well, this is what will break us. This yeah. is what, you know what the thing will be." Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of an odd thing. How how's that been from the inside? I just <laughs> sorry, you, you can no, go. go oh, you go. Great, you we're go. handling it really well. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we get to do something that that we get paid for to do the thing that we'd like to do, right? Then you say a little prayer and then hope that you can do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even stuff that we're not getting paid for, you do stuff where you're like, "This is wild." Yeah, we just honestly, we take it. We never knew we'd be doing this, so everything we take as it comes, and then hopefully, it will carry on for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long it carries on for. I don't know if there's a rule. Uh, you know what? So when you start thinking about it, that's when it gets scary. No, I get, I get that, but I, I do think there is a 
a degree of, and I don't say this in any disrespectful way at all, but there's it really shows how luck comes into play in terms of a creative career, in terms of you know how you've heard that creative career. That luck is is actually a part of that. So it doesn't mean you're lucky in that you don't deserve it. It means that God imagine it's like Bob Mortimer tells a story about Big Night Out, yeah. where he was literally walking down, I think it was Lewisham High Street or something, and he just saw on a lamppost Victory's Big Night Out and a photocopied thing, and when I'm, I'm going to go to that. Yeah. And there were seven people in the audience when he went to it, and he just loved it and just kept going every week. Now, what what chances that he yeah. sees that poster, and what chances that he sees it and walks past it, and what? And then when you trace it back to that point, you go, "That's so fucking yeah. lucky, re- really." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm always intrigued by that sort of stuff. Well, Vegas again. Johnny Vegas is a good case in point. He was doing you know tremendous things live, and people knew him, and he's very well known in the industry. But then it took a monkey in an advert that actually was the thing yeah. that went, "No, there's Johnny." Yeah. As in for the public. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, he's yeah. fought against ever since because it's it's not actually <laughs> in line with what he was doing on stage. Yeah. But, you know, these moments I think I find them really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is like it is all timing. I think everything we've done has been timing, and mm-hmm. it's just been wild. Which does make you like when you know how timing, how cool it is when timing works. Yeah, for you because it's worked so well for us right now. You don't want to sit when you're ever sitting at home and like twiddling your thumbs, being like, "Oh, we haven't had any work in a while." Blah blah blah. It's like, well, timing works in different yeah ways. It can be like good, and then all the other times when you're like, "Oh, we haven't done anything for a while." It's like, yeah, but you did pretty well for a while too so like it's you, you can't sort of run otherwise we'd be running like 300 miles an hour into a wall if like yeah. things kept happening to us the way they did when we first started but I presume that wasn't uh, I presume that wasn't the game plan if indeed you even had one you know what I mean I presume yeah. that wasn't necessarily how you thought that would go we had no idea we did, no. We just started doing it for fun and then um, you'd get like couple fun gigs and then they just it just leads on just domino effects onto other stuff we also like because we started doing it in toronto and we talk about this all the time people think we're like canadia files but we're that's just where we start with doing it um but i love canada happy thanksgiving um <laughs> why do you love canada they were just really cool they were just really nice to us and like very supportive and kind and like put us on shows when we were still a bit shit right okay. and like gave like we'd have bad gigs and people would invite us back and still they knew that we weren't always shit right um, so we could like really eat a lot of dirt and they'd still be like oh I come back next week though um, and like really, when it'd be nice to love a place because they don't think you're shit yeah <laughs> what a gift they might I love Canada they, they might... don't think I'm shit <laughs> they could have just been humouring us the also true or they had no idea what we were saying because they just enjoyed our accent so much that they right, were just okay. like oh you can just keep doing it um, and they were just really kind and like even now they're like they're like plug our shows and stuff where you're like you're not even here like you're never gonna what are you gaining from this like which is such an awful way to think about it of like why are you doing this what do you not what do you want but like but they're just always they were always really nice and they just like it was just a great place for us to like cut our teeth and like fail and just keep doing it and be fine so that when we did our first Edinburgh like when we first moved to the UK we were ready and it was we weren't it, it was just nice they were just they kept us I'm doing great you're right there no just having a small just thinking of too many memories yeah, no, no, no. see the, the trick there don't never interrupt someone when they're doing that because I always find it, it's always fun to go I'm going to just see how long she can talk yeah, for just, just, so never say nothing I see like, my head falls off <laughs> <laughs> she reveals every right. secret about us yeah. Yeah. one time I was in a cupboard <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I think we should start doing that more often where I think we should bring guests in and I'll ask them a question and then just stare at them yeah and do you know then, what I've just been listening 
listening to an interview with Kathy Griffin. Okay. And I was listening to her talk, and she does the same when they ask one really simple question, and then 15 minutes later gets she's to the answer she's done. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I've just done exactly the same, but she was very funny and very succinct, and just had lots of stories to tell. Where I've I've, I've just babbled, and I'm so already doing it again, yeah, doing telling it a story about someone that's just done what I've done because I did what I did. I'll stare at her. I'll stare at her. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna fall off this really high chair and crawl out of a window. <laughs> As I am wont to do. <laughs> do you say anything? Uh, <laughs> you're more talkative. I don't know what's happened today. I'm just letting you. I'm letting you take the reins on this. We're, one. we're all yeah. amused by you taking yeah. the reins. Yeah, huge shame for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want? To, uh, how do you want this to all go now? Or are you still in that frame of mind of just going see how it goes, see where the wind takes yeah, you? Yeah, I think it is still that. We're this mm. is like only us second year doing it. In the UK, in the UK, and like professionally, really. I don't know about so this. So, what, what's the split then? What's well? So, we, were you based in Canada? We did. Uh, we did Canada for two years. Like, uh, we were in Canada for three years, and then started doing this in our second year. So, we did that for two years. So, were you studying over there? Was that what was going on? We, you went out there and did the second city. Yeah, did I did. You like know that? Stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, um, I went and joined and did some class as well. It just, it just. We were both in our early twenties. Had nothing really to do. Like there was nothing holding us in in England, so we just went and stayed there, and it just trickled. We we're very much people who, if we enjoy the enjoy a certain surrounding, we won't leave. (laughs) We find our comfort. We'll just buy a sofa and we'll stay until someone (laughs) makes us leave. The Canadian government made us leave after our. That means we could we could potentially just have these on the next show. They could be it for the live show if you want. Yeah, if you're you're comfortable on that show. We've got a safe word so we can get people in to just get rid of. There's always a safe word. Um, Second city is like proper prestigious though. It's, it's cool. really fun. Anyone yeah. can do it. You can. Anyone can take a class. Which, mm. which so you, completely you, undermine the entire thing. Well, yeah. yeah. Any any yeah. old dog can go in yeah. and do a joke and a sketch. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what they say when you arrive. Many of them succeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are here today. But it's a good. But it's a good name, though, isn't it? It's got. Yeah. It's got really a very good cool. name, Second City, and it's, yeah. you know, it's really good at what it does. Right. It taught everything we learned about. We did everything. That we did like sketch. We both done sketch. We both done stand up. We both wrote. We both did improv. You can just try anything and you can be shit and they don't kick you out or sometimes they do. But like in the beginning, you can just try everything and then figure out what it is that you like doing. Yeah. Or if you're any good at all. It's great. I like it. It helped us. I'm done. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm so hyper aware of this now that I'm like counting ten words at a time. <laughs> um no, I knew about Second City. I knew about all that, and there's, there's some great alumni. Is that what the right alumni. word? Alumni. Alumni. I'm gonna say. Alumni is there. Illuminati and alumni are the alumni of Second. City. I had a row in boots the other day. Wait to hear this. <laughs> I had a row in boots the other day. Were you wearing boots? Or were you in the shop? Boots? No, 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 no. I was in the shop boots. <laughs> Just clarify. I was wearing. No, I had trainers on. And I was in there. I didn't feel very well. And I'd gone to get this stuff, this link to stuff that I'd been given in Edinburgh one year when I lost my voice. I lost my voice every year in Edinburgh. One year, particularly, I'd spoke to someone who'd said, no, get this, get a steamer, and this will really help your voice. I'd lost it, like, day three of the fringe. Yeah. And I was like, because I was feeling ill the other day, I was like, oh, I'm going to go and try and get that stuff again, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, and I went in and I chatted to them and I said, I, th- I think it was Manica Honey, and it was a link to something like that. And then the bloke stared at me. And he went, I'll get the pharmacist to come and talk to you. 
And the pharmacist came down and she went, what is it? And I said, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I told the story. I, went, I was in the Edinburgh Fringe and I lost my voice. And they gave me this thing. I'm pretty sure it was Manica honey and it was a link to something. A, a butt. And I put it in a steamer and I breathed it and it really, really helped. And she stared for a bit and she went, I don't know what that is. And she went, what is it? I went, Manuka honey. And she looked at me a bit like and she went, Manuka honey? And I went, fuck off. <laughs> like, I was like, you knew what I yeah. meant by that. That's not like... They're incredibly close. They're, be- they're the same word. But th- that is mental, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Also, I was pulled up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Living about it. What are you it? talking about? What yeah. Just, Did you get it? Did you get the stuff? Yeah. No, they didn't have it. I went oh, to man. Holland and Barrett. They, they had so they much money honey back there and they just wouldn't give it to you. It was a, no, but it was a, a link to see thing. Oh, I actually okay. found the thing that I had. I eventually spotted it in Holland and Barrett. It's like 16 quid. Oh. That right. honey is really expensive. Mm. Manuka. Mannequin. What? <laughs> mannequin. I'm going to call I'm it Mannequin now, just to make a point. A ma- uh, mannequin. If you mannequin rice. Your mannequin. A mannequin. Mannequin rice just got kicked out of uh, Straight Lake. Really? Yeah. Because she was Mannequin bad. <laughs> Another advert for Second City. They're going to tell us to stop telling people that we weren't there now. <laughs> yeah. get a phone call saying, if you're going to say that you came Second City, could you not then go on to do improv like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just puns about manaka honey and that's how we pronounce it as well yeah. um, so tour wise how do you do on tour what you know I presume you've got do you have a set audience now you've got people that follow you around and all that sort of stuff if you like this are, you, second, are you garnering that base that fun base? I think we're just starting we, this is our second one so the first one was the first tour was a lot of audiences I think who were intrigued well they either knew us from online or they were intrigued yeah mm-hmm. uh, or they or they had someone tell them to come okay this year we're like, hoping sort of like when they when they send people like rather than put them in jail, yeah, that one. yeah, that thing, yeah, yeah. 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 Our, our comedy is um, punishment. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, every theatre is a prison. Yeah, <laughs> if you're in the wrong show, every stage is a, an electric chair. We have Second City, Canada. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three beat jokes. Don't we, think. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so we that under the radar. That was really funny. That was genuinely funny. <laughs> Don't think it was genuinely funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully the people who are coming back enjoyed it from seeing us last year or okay. I knew I don't know who goes to see shows anymore no. hopefully people buy the tickets sometimes people will like message us and be like can I bring my 10 year old right. that's the weird we, that's how we don't know what our audience is or that we know that our audience don't know exactly what we do and can they what can they know oh can they bring in a 10 year old yeah they can but they're going to have some if they're happy to like have some interesting yeah, okay, chats so afterwards have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah as yeah. in I think there is like an age limit on it if I was a parent I would let my 10 year old come but <laughs> I would uh, I'd have to tell my child what cunt meant before you went in or like can you say that sorry can I say but that then, on then, radio yeah you're fine but, then, but then, then you'd be in the wrong then wouldn't you because then it'd be like you wouldn't be able to criticise the performance because you'd be if we presume you're separating yourself from your own performance then if you then it's you that's done the thing you, you're uh, the one that said cunt to them yeah it's not from the performance yeah so then you would be ultimately held responsible for that because you're the one who's I know you didn't say you're directly calling your child a cunt, but it would seem. Oh, I, I plan to call my child, children cunts. Yeah, yeah. From well, the day that they're born. I mean, they normally are. They yeah. are. But um, I think in a court of law, it would be like, well, what happened? You know, the show was saying, it'd be, well, what did you say? Because well, I said cunt before we went in. So, well, then you, you're as bad as the rest. What if I said it afterwards? I think it only works if you say it during. I think if you, if you said to a child, you can't say cunt. Well, if that I is grey area. Said, 
you can't yeah. say can't that would the people would just look at you in court like you, yeah. you haven't got a case here you they'd say not. did you come you're desperate they'd say you're desperate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that argument That's what ridiculous. if i have 10 children and only tell one about what cunt is and tell them to tell the others yeah then am I a bad parent? Yeah, because you're sauce. Right, you're all cunts. Every single one of you yeah. is a fucking cunt. <laughs> Every kid in the world is a cunt. And that, and that. <laughs> have, you got, have you got PR with you? Yeah, cutting oh, PRs in a cunting room. Crazy. I can't wait to walk out of here with you. I think that's the most time for many guests have used that word, and it's impressive. We don't normally say cunt. I rarely say it too. You yeah. really like well, blown the gun I rarely on say it. Yes. Wait, wait. You can't turn around now and go, I rarely say that. And you said it. You didn't even say it. I rarely say it. Say the word. The C word. I can't. We should do a count on that and send it to BBFC and just say, yeah, see what certificate we get for that. At least seven, I think, was passed there. Seven guns. I think it was seven guns. Yeah. I don't even know. She didn't know. Say it. Never say it. What's happening? You're normally so against that, and you just said it very casually. I do like the word. Okay, you've infected the situation. I think it's. I do genuinely think it's one of the best words mm. in the world, mm. and I know why it, lots of people. I respect when people don't like it, a but bit, I think bit of backtracking there. Go the, on, I yeah. think the way you say it, the reasons when you say it, yeah. Yeah. when it's overused, mm. when it's said seven times in an interview, yeah. maybe like, too much. Yeah. Maybe six six or seven times in one paragraph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, too much. You, but you. a perfectly timed c word, I think, is a lovely, oh, beautiful gift. The c word. Yeah, yeah, c word. In case my baby Jesus is listening and wants to. And that's the issue with Second City and their don't thick policy. Sometimes you really should they think. They hate the word. No, Americans they, they hate it. the word. I don't yeah. know whether Canadians are more relaxed and are like, no, it's fine. We I think they don't it. like it as much. No, we did it in a, we did our show from last year there, last year, and we used the word in it just once. What and word? They, what word? The C word. Which one? Kanuka honey. Oh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Almost a <the> safe. <laughs> so close to a safe. So close. Or Kanuka Kani. Kan comes from Kani. Oh, that's another one. Honey, honey, Kani. Okay, I'm ashamed. What are you doing? Giving you the tour dates. Giving you the tour dates. I just thought you grazed my arm. What were you about? Yeah, so is it a real Oh, yeah, so we said it, and they you could feel that they were a bit upset. Not upset, but they. Disappointed in you. Disappointed in us, which yeah. then felt horrible because they've been so kind, as yeah. we said before. Our show doesn't actually have that word in many times at all. This year it doesn't have it in at all. Does well, it you, you, you think. Well, <laughs> so you I get mean, on tour and she gets settled. Yeah, then you, she gets all trigger happy with the seat. <laughs> yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Said it on the radio today. I'm going to say it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your kids. <laughs> well, you have a nice time with it. It's, uh, it's you so tour, Your tour's lovely. It's a really nice tour. I'm looking through all the sort of places that you're going to, and there's some like proper nice places. A couple yeah. of shit tips, but the, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Which ones are shit then? Out of these? <laughs> yeah, in your opinion. Um. Do you know what? They're actually the ones that you perhaps wouldn't expect. Salford Lara is lovely. Yeah, love that one. Uh, stables at Milton Keynes is a beautiful venue. Yeah. We've never been. It's, no, it's, it's lovely. It's really tiny. It is a stable. It's a converted stable. So We're selling quite well in really Milton Keynes. Really tiny. Oh, one of our best sellers. Yeah, that's it nice. It holds about ten. Um, uh, is Glit- it? I feel like that was a big one. It, that no, it's kind of it's it's small. No, it's got a decent sized audience in it. I'm being okay. facetious, but it's not um it's not a huge. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. Cool. Uh, Glee Birmingham. I'm not a fan of that room, but even the studio room. We did that oh, last year and we've room. been upgraded to the big one. I don't yeah. like the big room at the Glee. Oh, no. I, I think I, we saw it. I feel like the audience, I feel like the Glee Birmingham feels intimate from the stage and from the audience, it feels vast. 
Like you, oh, you feel right. really far away. But when you're on stage, yeah. you're like, I'm right with them here. Yeah. But if you actually walk away from the stage, like if you're doing a gig there or whatever, you walk mm-hmm. away and actually look from the back of the room, you're like, it's fucking miles They're away. Big. Nottingham is um, very deceptive. Like that as well. But yeah. we had great. Uh, we had, I loved all of our Glee ones. Yeah. No, that, we uh, well run as far as my, as far as I recall. It's been a while since I've done gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Engine Shed's lovely. Never been there, first time. No. Really, really nice. There's loads of rooms there, so but any of them are brilliant. Exeter Phoenix was where I did my first ever gig. Really? Oh, yeah. We'll kiss the floor for you. Don't do that because honestly, <laughs> if, if, if stuff's still tasting. on there. <laughs> <laughs> Portsmouth Wedgwood Rooms. Yes, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, is it? Is that where you're from? Female. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we nice. did that last year. Going oh, nice. back. Great um, lighting there. Very nice. You've got a proper nice. Like sort of tour ahead. I've just realised that, by the way. I was wrapping up then, and I've realised that we started at five past, so we've still got ages. Hello. <coughs> we've got so much stuff to talk we've about. We've got five minutes. You've got your Amazon show that you can mention. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one. Got a little Amazon special. A little special Emmy. Kirstie Alley. Don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I open my mouth now, you both just stare at me and wait for me to stop talking. <laughs> Do you know what's funniest about this? Is the idea that you will then take this onto stage. The idea that you'll remember this and you'll take it onto stage where it doesn't mean anything to anyone. No. Mm. And I can sort of picture you being like, this, that was it a different thing. <laughs> Honestly, most days that's the feeling that we, yeah. <laughs> that we have. It's how we how together are you on stage in terms of how we talked about this with, uh, with the last guest about how scripted you are or how loose you are within it and what is it, what's the level of that? Are, are you completely locked down with what your show is? We sort I mean, all the mu- we mostly do music. There's very little yeah. talking because we're not, at the moment, we're not that great at it. So I think we try and stick to what, we try and stick to a script, but often okay. that feels, I think because our songs are quite like tight and we look a bit uptight yeah. when we're doing them. So yeah. I prefer when we're doing sort of preview stuff where we can be a bit more loose with it because then I feel more like a human being and less right. like, these are the words that I have to say to get into the song. And then you sing a song that's very da 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 da. Yeah. Um, but we have it's, it's to it's quite loose in between the songs now it's a little bit loose but like within a guideline because if it's too loose then this happens depends what fun you're having with the audience mm. sometimes all rules go out if you've got like a mischievous audience yeah or everything goes out the window yeah and then you just kiss kiss the audience, <laughs> the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah, not each other no Jesus Christ <laughs> and now we kiss well that's in the second half yeah <laughs> how long is the show how long did you do we're going to do 45 minutes each half, I think. Nice. Oh, no, probably like 15 then. Ah, we haven't talked about it really. Oh, no, we should figure that out. Straight, straight into a dispute there. Uh, I like that you approached it with confidence and then were completely undermined. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. Absolutely well. not. No way. Nope, nope. I've written a new song, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it once in the first half and once in the second yeah, half. Yeah, it seems to me that half my songs have been cut. <laughs> well, the tour, here's the tour. Where's your, where's your website and stuff? Is the one? Flowandjoan.com. It's not on there. Is it not? No. It's flow as in like flow. How do you spell flow but without a W? And Joan as in like Joan Collins. And com as in. It's, it's flow as in flow honey. but without a W. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon it's quicker way of saying that. Flow. I reckon it'd be quicker to go FLO. FLO. Yeah, also true. Correct. <laughs> yeah, flow and Joan. Is it ampersand? Nah. No. All in one. Flow and Joan. Oh, look at Stephen Armstrong. Well, sucking not here. They briefly appear to be a jolly musical double act, but tear that to pieces about two bars into the first perfectly timed song. Four star Steve Armstrong. Oh, it's Steve Armstrong now, is it? Not Stephen Armstrong. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Stephen Spout. No. Steve Spout. 
Stephen, but without, it might yeah. be different blood. Is it Sunday Times? Yeah, Stephen Armstrong. He gave me some. I've got some brilliant reviews of Stephen Armstrong. Yeah. He gave me some proper belters when I first started out. Mm. He was really, really, he was proper kind. Yeah, yeah. I love doors. when you get really good review. Like in their their reviews are just really well. Just like they just use fun language. Yeah. They're not just, they sang this, then they did this, and this is what happened. I love when you get someone who just obviously loves writing the yeah. reviews as well. Oh, he's good, Stephen. And he also provided me with the opening line. So my sort of swan song tour that I did, the opening line to that was I would walk on and say, because um, I was very loose on stage and very sort of informal and chatty and stuff, and I'd say, I know you might be thinking that I'm not a real one and that it's not proper, but I am. I've got all the good reviews and that. And I said, uh, immaculately funny, immensely talented, demands to be seen. Sunday Times said that. And the others go, ooh. And I go, 2001, they said that. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's future comedy. See, even that, I've fucked. That's how long since I've been on stage. He said, um, future of comedy will rule the school, was the quote. And yeah, they would laugh. Cool. They would go, ooh. And I go, and that was in 2001. They'd, they'd laugh at that and be like, yeah, it didn't put a time on it. it didn't yeah. actually, very clever with how he worded that review. You don't have to date your reviews either. Yeah. No, you don't. Any aren't you meant to, though? Aren't you meant to? Oh, Isn't yeah. there a, like an unwritten rule, which is, means it can be ignored? that yeah. they have a shelf life reviews that if it's after a certain amount of time that you're not really meant to oh it's bad form to keep yeah. using yeah. them yeah. I, I was like with using new ones anyway yeah then that's they, assuming that we get them if you get them yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah. Isn't it? it's but the same it, with stars where you can put stars on stuff where it is correct to be like as in not for us but like yes five stars on Sunday Times yeah at some point yeah once yeah. and you've done ten so, shows since but you still did get at one point five stars from the Sunday Times you can put five stars Sunday Times bracket aggregate yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, well, the tour's going all over the place. It starts 28th of October. Um, starts with the, uh, the Glee in Cardiff. You yeah. go over to Norwich, Salford, Milton Keynes, Birmingham, Wolverhampton. That's poor organising that. Yeah. Going from Birmingham, then up, and then back down to Wolverhampton. Yeah. Wait, isn't there and a that, no, That's all them. right. That's actually all right. That's not too bad. Are they next to each other, those two? Birmingham and Wolverhampton aren't, aren't far. Okay. Half hour drive, really, I guess. Um, Leicester, Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Newcastle. It's actually quite well put together this tour. Yeah. I apologise. <laughs> Wellingborough, Chelmsford, Darlington, Northallerton, Lancaster, Bradford. Oh, that's a bit of a cut across to Lancaster. Bradford and then back again. Um, Hull, you're on the right side there, of course. And I don't know where that is. Southampton, that's right down Bath. That's good for Southampton. Swindon, good again. Actually, yeah, you're going in the right direction. Maidenhead, oh, you're slightly coming back. Lincoln, you're going way back the other way. Yeah. Jersey Art Centre, is that in Jersey? Jersey. Yeah. Fucking plane. <laughs> Isn't it? Canterbury Marlow. I don't like that one. Never been Never there. Either. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like the people. Uh, <laughs> Bristol. No, it's Cambridge Junction. Really, really lovely. When yeah. they get people in, it's really lovely. Yeah, I like yeah. yeah. yeah, we've had some good ones in there. Just one. Thought we did two. Nope, just one. Ah, well, that one was great. The debate can go on. Then Brighton and <laughs> Portsmouth, Wedgwood of Dreams. Uh, thanks ever so much for coming in, Flo and Joan. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on the show. Thank you to. I've got Audacity in front Daniel. of me, so I can't Daniel. say it. It was on. Daniel, Daniel Muscle Beefcake, said yeah. he was in his 30s. Um, it was Kieran. next. No, it wasn't Kieran. Yeah, it was. It was Kieran Dowd. Was it Kieran? Yeah. Kieran Dowd. Crutches, crutches, Kieran. And um, Flo and Joan turning the air blue. We yeah. should see you again next week. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.